yo, 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 welcome to the Mallory Bros Podcast, episode 170. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, another week. Another week. You know. Back at it. Back at it. Nah, hell yeah. Hopefully, a lot of you are getting a heavy dose of Fat D. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that Fat D so crazy that it's been all you've been thinking about this morning. You know what? I had nothing in my mind this morning except that. <laughs> hey, that's insane. That's insane. You've been wild. I ain't going to say it. You've been you wild. You know what Fat D is. We talking about Fall the Dog. Shout out to the Drake fans. New Drake. Yeah. It's a Drake Friday, so it's just like a holiday. I'm glad we dropping with bruh. Give us a spin when you get... Yeah, when you get through the album. Yeah, you get through play the album. that. <laughs> yeah. We just listened to the uh, 8 a.m. in Charlotte before this, so we kind of on a little Drake, a Drake vibe. Nah, yeah, for sure. Honestly, I'm excited. I'm excited for the album. You want to start with Drake? We can start with, with him. Um, well, no. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the album or so. But uh, we had a festive weekend. I would say. To say the least. Everybody, you know, Terrence had everybody over his place. We watched the game. First had time having Sunday. company, yeah, and it was weird because, you know, you're never ready. You're mm-hmm. like, damn, I want to clean up and I want to do this and, and have this. But it was definitely dope to have the fam through. And yeah, that okay. Eagles game, that was such a good game. Even that was a great game. That was a great game. It was like a good company game, like overtime. Yeah, Uh it was great. Yeah, my son don't sleep well outside the crib. He does not sleep well. He he's a fighter, but he slept well here. He slept very well here. The vibe that I got, the vibe that I got here, slept good. His uncle T's. Mm -hmm. It's different here. He had a festive weekend. Terrell had a big weekend, y'all. Had a big weekend, y'all. Hey, look, just as this is a public service announcement, your boy. Took the love of my life on a uh, a date for our anniversary. Went to our favorite restaurant, Mike's. You already know how we do. Mike's is out. That's our spot. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's our two-year anniversary. Well, went ahead and got on drop down on that knee. Yeah. That's, uh, she said yes. Yeah. So your boy is engaged. I haven't really said much. This is like the first time I'm saying it publicly. But your boy off off that strip for real. Both out them skirts for real. Man, Terrell and G always got some shit going, I swear. Ever since I met them, it was... Oh, we about to go here, and then we about to go here, and we about to do this, and then now crew, now engaged. Mm-hmm. Now we engaged, yes, sir. I feel like y'all are definitely an inspiration, bro. I will, tell, I will tell you this. It's not something that comes as a, you know, just something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or just, or we just doing it to do it. You know, I will, I'll tell anybody, I'm 29 years old, and I dated a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I've spent the time alone, and... You know, I found somebody, and I didn't just find somebody, and boom, we getting married. You know what I'm saying? This somebody who I feel like I could legit spend the rest of my life. Like, yeah. I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. And I have never felt like that about anybody else, anybody ever in my past. And, you know, we got a beautiful son. We travel the world together already. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, if y'all to see Terrell and his girl, it's definitely a, uh, they definitely like meant to be type shit. Appreciate I almost that. wish the child would be more in a, in a netty. Nah, man, we keep everything we on the low, but you know what? Bit more. It allows us to enjoy more, though. You know, like when we go on our trips, we, we do take pics, you know. I know how y'all get down to it. But they don't. Nigga, you yes, ain't they everybody. Do. Your black ass not posting nothing. But what I'm saying People is... People don't post nothing and then they be trying to say, yeah, you know, we, we do our thing. Nah, y'all don't post it. We keep it low. We, we definitely keep it low. Y'all create and the memories enjoy. on y'all own, though. Type yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we enjoy. You know what I'm saying? But we like to keep the shit off the net. I need to get on the net. You know me. Y'all, y'all on the net. Sure. Get on, get up there. 
Y'all be scared to get up on, on a net. We let y'all have it. I'm about to get on. Look, that, 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 you're right. You saved yourself a good bit of money because you ain't have to do a whole big, oh, for your IG proposal type thing. I'm going to do all of this and then, you know, you can post it on your IG. And like, not yet. I got a video, but I ain't, we ain't do the whole, I ain't do the whole, we don't, we not for the, 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 the schematics. All right, bet. So did you want to talk, did you want to, we, we might as well talk about Drake first. Cause the album just came out. You want to, oh, well, we were going to get predictions, but now, damn, should we even? Nigga, yes. You made me wait, wait, wait all these weeks to give the prediction because you said, wait, the album will come out. But okay, this would be good to give predictions on the podcast and then you know what they don't, you know, we haven't even heard it yet. It's like a preview. I always watch the Redskins Beltway football podcast joint preview before the game. They be in a they be in a decent mood. Uh-huh. If we lose, they come back like damn, we, you know, we just lost. Pissed off. I'll be don't what be mad enough when we lose for me. This is what I'll say about this Drake album. The best track will be track number nine. Track number worst, nine is gonna be the best track. I don't know what it's worst gonna track be. On album. How many tracks do you think we're gonna get? Probably like 18. 18, 19. Yeah. I'm hoping he do nine and nine. I hope he do like dark lane demo tapes, and it's not that much. It's like 12. You know what I'm saying? 12, 13. Yeah. And now that y'all got it, watch the RB hit. It's gonna be some RB ones on there. You but already I, know that. That's my that was my thing that I was saying about Slime You Out. I haven't heard, we haven't heard Slime You Out yet, for real. Um but people were saying that that song shouldn't be on For All The Dogs. You know what I'm saying? Slime you out. You and SZA, you're talking to a chick. But this is supposed to be For All The Dogs. But I mean, it's For All The Dogs supposed to mean like it's supposed to be like a... This what the nigga said. This one's For All The Dogs. Who dogs? You said girls can't be included. I mean, yeah, but like, it's just a little off thing for what you saying. I feel you. I mean, I feel like I, I, well, I mean, he can't put out a project without the... And I wasn't looking at it thinking that this was about to be for all the dogs, like for, for, for men. He definitely about to have drinks on there where he's talking to the ladies and, and, you know, doing his thing. Damn. Well, I thought the, the album... This is track. He got Future on here. I thought the know? album was going to be, you know, I normally, you know, give it up for everybody, a little something for everybody. But this one right here is going to be for all the dogs. All right, bet. I feel like you can never do that with Drake albums. You can never be like, oh, this about to be this. He said it. I feel you, I feel you. But I even still like feel like even though he said it, it's like, all right, we about to just see what you you come with. Nah, yeah. I'm excited to listen to the album because, like like I said, we didn't listen to the Slime You Out. That joint went number one. We didn't listen to it. Mm-mm. Not yet. Stay away from it. Well, let's we were trying album. to wait for the album to drop, and then the album didn't drop. It got pushed back, and then we said, fuck, we, we just going to wait. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think this one's going to have more hip-hop on it, though? Or what would happen in the, what have to happen on the album that you wouldn't like? I was telling Terrell, if it's one of them joints where you could tell Drake just playing around the whole time, low key, mm-hmm. I think then that would hurt the album. I mean, we're gonna listen to everything that's on the album for sure, and it's mm-hmm. gonna get spins. But I think where he starts to get hurt now is when you look at the legacy part. Like her loss is a great project. That's what until I'm saying. you start measuring it up to his projects before, and then you start realizing, okay. This still is low key at the bottom of his list, even though how good, even though it's great. But I feel like that comes with time. Like nobody's ever gonna say anything he ever does is gonna be on the level of nothing was the same. Take care, views. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, cause think about it. What people don't want to admit is um, CLB is a great album. 
Mm-hmm. You go back to that joint, pipe down, in too deep. It's it's just so much shit on that joint that, you, that people don't think about. But they'll never put it on that level. So, like, her loss was a good-ass project, bro. Mm-hmm. The whole project was good. But it will never be able to be on that level. So, it don't matter if he does uh, put us out another album just like her loss, but more Drake. Mm-hmm. Y'all not going to put it next to those albums because those albums are, like, cemented. It's funny y'all talk about uh, Drake and then Kendrick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't. Y'all can't say. Y'all can't have those album conversations with Kendrick. I've said this before. With Kendrick Lamar, that's the one artist where you can't really say, "Oh, well, you know, you can't expect him to make an album as good as." I think when you look at all of his albums, they all low key are mm-hmm. equally impactful. They are impactful, but look at. But he's a good example because even though you love Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, and I love the album too, I think it's a phenomenal album. Like, it's one of his most introspective, deep-cut albums. But look at how people receive that album. Tell somebody that that Dead Joint is in a conversation with the Hippo Butterfly and Good Kid, Mad City, and Damn. They're going to say no. They're going to put that joint way at the bottom. I feel like if you're They're going to say it's nowhere near close to that. I feel like if you're talking to a Kendrick fan, I feel like a Kendrick Lamar fan will tell you something different than just a regular fan who didn't like the five-year wait, didn't see what was so great about him since he waited, you know? Drizzy has given us music every single year. So he going to get a harsh... No, nah, that is true. He is going to get low-key like a harsh judgment. That's true. Even Cole, though. Off-season. I love, I love off-season. But comparing it to his old shit, it's just tough to compare shit that's older. Now, I will say, we get Bad Bunny on this project. We get Nicki Minaj on this project. I'm waiting. The, my, the best track on the project is going to be the Yeet track. It's gonna be tra- it's, that's that's going to be the track. And are y'all excited for Nicki Minaj? I mean, I want to see what Nikki is going to do with Drake. I hope it's something where she does more of what she did on a... And I'm not hating on Nikki at all. I'm just saying. Nah, you definitely be having barbs in our mention saying, stop acting like you like her when you don't. If there's any barbs watching this, I've been a Nikki fan probably longer than you. Fuck with me. Terrence Buck. And that's, that's, that's a fact. That's true, so but that the, don't, the that bad don't matter thing in Barb is, world. We done kept it 100. Did you see the tweet where, they, where the, the, the barb tweeted and was like... Jay-Z can't fuck with Nicki. Yeah. And they were saying that sometimes they feel like it's not about music. It's just about being a fan of her. Like, that's how I feel with certain bars. Like, okay, we get you're such a fan of her. But, like, low-key, every time that you're honest about, like, her art or what she might have said or done, then people would say you're hating. When have we ever got on up here and said Nicki Minaj was, like, not one of the greatest female MCs ever? You just got up here and said, are we excited for it? Some people could interpret that as hate. Well, this is my thing. Or, you know, and hate is such a fucking variable term now. That's a bad thing, yeah. Because I'm not excited for it, I'm hating. But why are you not excited? Say that. I'm not excited because the Nicki Minaj that we've seen, and this is where they'll say that I'm hating. I feel like the Nicki Minaj that we've seen, what reason do we have to be super excited about her featuring with Drake? Besides the nostalgia aspect of them both being Young Money products. You know, like besides the fact that this is like a... the 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 culture. What has Nicki Minaj done that make me say, "Oh, I'm ready for her to be on that new Drake"? Like this is no shade to Nicki, but Nicki Minaj is like a pillar of her own. You know what I mean? The last Nicki feature we got was the joint where she was on that joint talking and laughing and Drizzy pull up. I'm about to. If it's gonna be that, I'm sorry. That's the only thing I'm saying I'm not excited for. If she gonna lay a clean ass verse, what about like the seeing green yeah. joint? Like I'd be high green for that. or seeing yeah. green. The Barbie World joint. I'm not saying Nicki Minaj don't got slams. 
No, I'm saying the Sin uh, Green joint was the joint with her, with her, Wayne, and Drake. It came out a couple years ago. It was kind of like an old joint that they put out. And that's why I said if it's if it's a play on a nostalgia, cool. But like at this point, she might make you eat word. That's why I said if she if she gonna come, I out, would she came be more excited Ruby. if Drizzy had like a newer artist that he wasn't like already low key connected with. The the Nicki Minaj feature don't look like a oh he got Nicki Minaj more than oh he got Nicki Minaj. No, it does you because know? they haven't been on the same project for she he haven't they haven't been made music together in a long time. So people are excited for that. That's one of the most anticipated parts of the uh, project because her army is just fucking. You, know you see how you're not talking about her talent? You just saying it's anticipated because her army. I was just getting ready to say if she do, if she come how she came on a uh, red ruby the sleeves, I'll be hyped. I'd be all right with that, but what Drake track is she getting on spitting like Red Ruby the Sleeves? That's why I'm saying I'm interested to see what we about to get. Nah, yeah. The last Drake track we got was I'm a Star Sheriff Badge. I'm her? a Star Sheriff Badge, yeah. Okay. What's the point if I'm God? And Double D up. I know ho. things get hard, but girl, you got it. That's 2009? It's been a 10? long time, yes. Since since she was on a Drake album. I think she was on he just did hers, movie. but she wasn't on his. And barbs, it, don't kill me because low key, I'm one of y'all. We got to keep it fucking 100. What the fuck? Terrence, you can't call yourself a barb. You can't. That's crazy. Go look at all of our Nicki Minaj content. I'm, I'm riding for. You can't call and yourself a barb. Because we keep it honest, you're not in the cult. If you if you go get up here and say, why are we excited about they? I'm saying, are we excited about the Nicki Drake? What the other features on it? Are we excited for the Nicki? I'm not excited for the album if Nicki is the biggest feature we're excited for. But bad. the Yachty feature, I'm actually interested to see Yachty since Yachty is now pushing the culture and uh, like are, like you know. What are I'm you saying? seriously excited or are you? I want to see sarcastic? what it's going to be because if it's going to be jokes, then I'm just that's going to give me a little insight on how I look at shit going forward. I'm interested to see because Drake don't have motherfuckers around for no reason. You know what I'm saying? I'm interested to see the Yachty because what. Sound is we gonna, are we gonna get from this Drake project? Is it gonna be a Yachty inspired sound? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. They got the album now, so it's no point of us rambling about what we think it's gonna be. Y'all got that fat D now. I will say this: Bad Bunny's supposed to be on this album. I hope he shows up. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, I thank save that." And I get if you're not really a fan of of Bad Bunny, but <laughs> niggas looking at niggas a beast. Nicki Minaj and the Bad Bunny. Fuck this nigga. Expand your music palette. Hey, it is expanded. What the fuck? We don't have a choice. These motherfuckers not even making hip hop anymore. I'm just saying. You say, oh, the, the, the Nicki feature, and then he going Bad Bunny. Damn, Dad's calling me. You just like everybody else. Anyway, look, I'm excited for it. I just, you know, the last Drake project we got all 21 Savage. Who it would you Drake like featuring to see on 21? The... It's like, all right. Who would you like to see on the project? Since you so not Pluto. excited about everybody else, Pluto. Oh, oh, okay. You cool. know why? Because they've never missed. It's very hard for them two to miss. Drake and Pluto can... Come on. That's the feature to be excited about. Are you kidding me? The artists that have worked together and have multiple platinum hits. Them they, two. They miss together. Them two. Or who's another Drake person that, I, that, that you know, once he get with Drake, he... 21 Savage? I guess you could throw 21 Savage in there. But That's you know the person I mean. that I don't want to see on the album. I don't want a 21 Savage. I'm not really looking forward to that. I'm about to say, I'm not really looking forward to that. Baby. Okay, you see. I'm from the full, but I love me a three. Or even like Gunna and Thug. Even some of my favorite people, but you know. I know. I don't the people that. he have hits with already. You Nikki. Know? <laughs> <laughs> he do got hits with Nikki. It's her tracks. The only joint. That's not only. Is it only? I never fuck man. I never fuck Drake. Only. 
Oh, and yeah. that Drake featuring. And, and it, that is Nikki, a breezy Drake. That and is Wayne. Nikki featuring everybody else, if I'm not mistaken. Only that, is a Nikki. That was on the pink print. Yeah, that was the only. That's Nikki. Okay, look, let's move past this. Let's get past this. Hey, look, this is one thing I did want to say. Speaking of the celebs, uh, I was thinking about Blue Ivy, bro. Beyonce daughter. What about her? Shout out to Beyonce. She just Ivy League. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to the <laughs> young fans of her. Because you know uh-huh. she got a bunch of young fans. Uh-huh. Uh, excited for the movie. I saw the movie trailer. for the movie, yeah. And then, of course, uh, Blue Ivy's going to be in it. And I was thinking, damn, you know what? When I talked to my girl about Blue Ivy, it was like, do you see who that is on stage? That is the second coming of Beyonce. Like, she is literally next. And I'm like, you know what? A lot of people think about the immense pressure put on your back if you were Blue Ivy right now. Like, your father's Jay-Z, your mother's Beyonce, and they not no small fry. Your mother's the greatest performer of all time. And your dad is the go rapper. Your mother's the greatest rapper of all time. To me, greatest rapper of all time. So, look, you would, all, only, one thing, only thing I wanted to really bring up is people would look at Blue Ivy and say, oh, your mom's Beyonce, your dad's Jay-Z, you got it easy. Because got it easy would equal, like, money. Like, oh, you got money. Your, your life is easy. But my goodness, the pressure that will be on my shoulder to do something. What my, if she just want to grow up and do I know. finances? I know. Or she may not even do that. She may get into like talent management, choreography. She may get into show running. She may get into something else. Even she may if that not girl be to get into fry cooking. I tell you what, though. She's a star. Even if she were to start fry cooking, bro. Even if she were to be anything, people would say... Oh, come on. You know, you Beyonce and Jay-Z, dog. You know, you know you got better. Like, she has that no matter what she does, bro. Even if she decides to be a pilot, they're going to say, you're Jay-Z and Beyonce's daughter who wants to be a pilot. So even people will be like, she just got this opportunity because... Think about it. Any opportunity she goes to, she has say, that to wear. And I was thinking about that. I said, damn, you know what? We don't think about that. We don't think about the pressures that young people... that. Like, you talk about nepotism, mm-hmm. but then there's a certain part that you kind of have to live up to. You have to get to the point where people are saying, oh, you only got that because. Because if not. And you know what I say to that? So what? You know what I'm saying? I feel it. Like, you right out. You, you damn right. So what about I got the pressure? It. No. That I got it easy or I got it. Oh, yeah. Like, if somebody, like, think about the person that tells somebody that. Yeah. You got it easy. I think we've dealt with that a little bit. Classism. Classism. Motherfuckers that we used to go to school with would say, where you from? Oh, you you grew up an easy life. You grew up an easier life. And you know what? You damn right. I'm actually proud of that. Yeah. Because, and I I forget who I was listening to. I think it might have been Ish from the JBP. He was talking about how black folks. John Bradshaw podcast. (laughs) (laughs) He was talking about how sometimes black people, it seemed like we don't, since we don't come from wealth, Anytime somebody get money, we make that like the, a foreign thing or it becomes like a, like to, to live an easier life, we, we be like frowning upon it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or we want to put that person down and say, oh, you like, think about how we look at Diddy's kids. Believe it or not, these motherfuckers, they just do whatever. Diddy's son just takes all of Diddy's songs or people, Diddy's artist songs and remixes it. That's how he has. And this, but it's like one... You can look at it one way, but another way, it's like, hey, I mean, this is what rich people do. And so for Pass Blue, the wealth down. 
Yeah, and so for Blue Ivy, whatever she does, people are going to say, oh, you are only able to become this because that. But I mean, I and that, want, I understand. Like, I know how the world's going to look at her, especially they're going to give her the privilege card. But I'm thinking, there's the privilege card, and then there is, like, just the fact that your parents are fucking superstars. Like, oh, so you saying you she know, might have to live up to being a star. She, she has to just... deal with privilege against privileged people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She going to get a special privilege above people who are already privileged, and they going to be the ones, the privileged people that's going to be the ones, like... Oh, here Beyonce and Jay Z's daughter, so that's why. Think and about this, it. this motherfucker who's fucking the nigga who made Fruit Loops' daughter. What does Blue Ivy really have to do? She could grow up and do nothing. Beyonce told you my great great grandchildren are already rich. She don't have to do shit if she don't want to. Blue Ivy can grow up and just chill. Did you see what her daddy said? Oh, you got an idea? Good luck with that. Oh, we thought I didn't want to talk to you about yeah. that. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that. And this is old too, but let's get it. It is old. I don't know how this clip kind of got around on the TL of Jay-Z talking to Kevin Hart about wealth and family. But uh, I'll play it for y'all just so to, just to. And just for context, this is, I think, from last year or maybe the year before. I don't know why I felt like this was a pandemic interview for some reason. But I know I had COVID when the first when this interview dropped because I remember being sniffly when I watched it. But no, nah, yeah, it's definitely old. This is it right here. I mean, like you, you know, you'll have people that where you come from, if you behave in a certain manner, that is not accustomed to where they are, right? Some people haven't evolved past 16. They still stuck in that place, but you evolving every year. Mm -hmm. So that may be a threat to them, subconsciously or consciously. Make Kev acting funny because blah, blah, blah. You have to navigate that. Mm -hmm. You have cousins. You got to go home for Thanksgiving and people are talking to you like Kevin Hart. And you going home for solace. You want family. You're going home for peace of mind. You're going home for peace of mind. And they don't give you that your because you're not, is, you're not. Your cousins that. in your grandma's living room saying, yo, man, I got this, uh, I got this play. I want to, if you just give me, you know what I mean? <laughs> 4,800, I could make you 2 million. You're yeah. like, it don't work like yeah. that, fam. And you got to explain to him, like, life isn't like that. And money isn't free and it, no one's giving our opportunities. If it sounds too good to be true, it's really, and then he like, oh, you don't believe in my dreams. Where, so, where did so that clip made crazy waves. You know what? I actually kind of feel a... I'm trying to figure out how I feel about that. Because I feel like I understand it. And then I also feel like... I feel the the buts that come. Like the but you have, but you do, but you did. Yeah. So, so But you're a millionaire, but you have... Yeah. If, like they people say, if your cousin asks you for $4,800 and you're worth a billion dollars and you can't give that to him, then that's fucked up. And I don't know if y'all seen, but a lot of, I watched a lot of celebrities talk about this. You know, I watched Chad Johnson and Ocho Cinco, um, Chad, well, Chad, same motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Chad Johnson and Shannon Sharp was talking about it. They 100% agreed with Kevin Hart and Jay-Z. And they was talking about how they ask you for money, and if you open that door, it's never ending. Like, you give this person $4,800, or you give this person four or $5,000, they going to come back for ten. dollars 25. Now the other cousin or this other person is going to come back for this, that. Think about it. We do, I get it. We do like music reactions and stuff like that, right? You know how like uh, artists will come to you and be like, yo, it could be your friend that'll be like, yo, do my music. Y'all should do a reaction to my song. And that's a tough conversation that you got to be like, well, if I start doing one friend, I got to do everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you just don't really... But some people could look at that like, well, 
Nah, so yeah. I do see both sides. But what you think though? I think uh, that's a dope wristband, Brody. Sorry. What that 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 little bracelet you got right there? This that's fire. It is, and I feel like it's like you know what I'm saying. It's fire. It's like, you know I got it from y'all Target. And For it, real. And it come on the green joint that we had at the front, the green packs, and it come with a whole bunch of other shit. But I said you got that from the LGBTQ box. And my girl would take. My girl took it. Took this shit all the way back home, walking around with this shit. So when she was here, I said, ah! <laughs> my shit back. Anyway, um, I think the Jay-Z situation is sticky because it's easy to use one example of a bad peer or a bad friend and use them as an example of why you don't help everybody. Like, oh... You're going you gonna to flake on this idea if I give you money, so I can't be giving money out like that. It's a slippery slope because there's no way for Jay-Z to not look selfish in this situation. And I think he might understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to deal with the ups and downs of people saying that I'm selfish, that, that oh, you, you got billions of dollars. You mean to tell me you can't get them $4,800? All the principles and, well, you know, well, this person going to have to ask more. And it's a never-ending door. People stop at the fact that, you know, they stop there. Not yet. Like, honestly, uh, I used to fuck with somebody that was heavy into political science. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what? What's crazy is my girl now is also into political science. So she might know this too. But if you ever talk to a motherfucker that was like major in political science or, or looking at like the government or something, stuff like that, when certain shit happens, you'd be like, oh, that's bullshit. See, they need to do this. They'll tell you, well, you know, if it was so easy... You have to do this exactly, and low key when you hear that you're like, "Fuck that!" He said, "Forgive student loans," and he need to forgive. You don't give a fuck about the 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 strategy, but nah, yeah. A lot of times when you look at it, it's like, "Damn, low key, it could be done." But I get it's always those bad apples that spoil it for the rest. Yeah, and I feel like one of the things he said was, "You trying to go home for Thanksgiving, and people are looking at you like you're Kevin Hart." They're not looking at you like family. Like, you coming home for peace of mind, but that, that's how he got to the conversation about your cousin sitting you down like, yo, but you didn't come for that. Yeah, but Jay-Z, see, I know you getting pushed back on this, Jay. What about the people who say, yo, but you come around and you act like Jay-Z when you're a family? When we try to reach you and you're unavailable, we chalk it up to, yo, even though this is my family, this is also Jay-Z. Yeah. When... You know what I'm saying? When you come through or or whenever happens, well, when we all can't meet or you can't link, instead of us saying you don't want to, we say you Jay-Z. That's why I say it's a slippery slope because now you want to come around and just be on family time. But you know you're not really one of us. You know that you are Jay-Z. That's why I said low-key. That's going to be one where you're going to have people on this side, you're going to have people on that side, and it's just always going to stay like that because it's yeah. two ways. Like Jay-Z is right in what he's saying. Jay-Z and Kevin Hart and, the, and what... People who are in that position are saying they're right because we've seen so many situations where people abuse it. But also, there are people who won't abuse it, but who won't get a shot because Jay-Z's fuckboy-ass cousin. Nah, yeah. Jay-Z don't believe in him, so he ain't going to believe in nobody. That Even is though I'm not going to say that because Jay-Z does believe in people he invests. I ain't going to say that and act like he, he don't, but... I definitely feel like remember we was talking about heavy that, heavy is the head that wear the, the crown mm-hmm. and more money, more problems. Yeah. That's it. Y'all think y'all want money and you want to deal with your family not even giving a fuck about the past the beans. Okay, yeah, you know, this reminds me of the idea, idea I, I was cooking up for. 
You want a spoon with it? Cooking up an idea for a podcast. Like, he holding a spoon so you can keep talking. And in the podcast, what we going to do is... <laughs> Give me the spoon. Give me my spoon, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, that's honestly... It's, it's a tough it, one. It's a tough one because... I don't know. I feel like if it was if it was immediate family, I get it. Yeah. You know? Like your immediate family and even cousins, you'll you'll help. But you do kind of gotta temper that shit because you will it will be become a revolver door. Money change people. Mm-hmm. People have families where big mama die and leave money for all of y'all, and now guess what? Now the family you is split. Family gets fucked. Mm-hmm. That is that happens a lot. The leaders of your family pass away and Mm-hmm. The foundation that they left morally and monetarily, both of those are very important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What the money you leave behind, as well as the moral whatever you leave behind. Like, I've seen the situations where this whole family is only good because this person fixed all the issues. Mm-hmm. And then if that person passed away, who gonna fix the issues? Who we gonna talk to? Yeah. Like, you know what? This is completely separate. But still kind of on that. Like, the conversation about cooking and stuff like that it, with this new generation is different. Oh, he's about to pull up. We losing recipes. I'm, I'm, look, I hate to use Michael You Irvin. hate to, uh, yeah, hate I to use hate Michael to Irvin, But this is what I'm going to say. I'm not going to put it on the ladies only, right? But I get the conversation. Oh, brother. I yeah. get the conversation we've had about cooking, right? Everybody should cook. The reality is our generation and the generation after us are some DoorDash, let's go out to eat ass motherfuckers. Man, fuck that. We need to put this shit on our parents. When the older folks pass away, when y'all moms and aunts and grandmothers pass away because that is life and that's what's going to happen, what y'all going to do on Christmas? What are we going to do on Christmas, Thanksgiving? None we of us know how to make all of that shit. We know how to, you know how to do the chicken, but <laughs> who going to make the sweet potatoes? Who going to make the mac and cheese? But you see, this is what we was talking about, about how you have to leave that legacy. Like, my mom need to sit us down one day and give us that fucking recipe. My mom need to sit me down and show me how to make the mac and cheese. Or, or show Candace. That way, somebody know. And that's what I'm talking about. You see, you talking about how we... we and me and Trey talked about this, too. A lot of people mm. our age, we not cooking for the cookouts. We already talked about this. We not on the grill. I don't think you can only put that on us not wanting to get on the grill or us having access to technology. Our parents not sitting us down like their mother did and their parents did. Because guess who? what? There was no second option. You're going to eat this shit right here. But you also an adult. Y'all, we adults. Now we adults. We adults your who weren't showed still, when we were young. But I mean, hey, I mean, we got to think about it. We are, like Michael Urban said, we are losing recipes. 100%. You're right. And like the, like the grill topic. We don't, like you said, we don't have people that's getting on the grill. We got, all we doing is getting on Twitter saying, who cooking? Yeah, who and then cooking? you get there and it's somebody, somebody <laughs> uncle, or they ordered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it is, y'all like, damn, like, that older person in the, in the family, the grandmother, the grandfather, the, the, the mom, yeah. they go and it can break the whole dynamic of the family. Yeah. No, nah, you're right. Because they come with so much. Like... We're not even going to talk only about the ladies and, and, and cooking and shit like that. Exactly, because it's not just. Fellas, it's some of these older men out here. My girl granddad built, like when you go in their house, like, my granddad built this. It'd be the most craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my granddad built this, painted it, put this up, and when it used to be a. Yeah. You'll be like, damn, that's like real manly shit. He didn't have to hire a team. Yeah. 
My father-in-law. We, didn't know we well, my father-in-law, when we went to uh DR, my fa- we slept on this bed and my fa- my my father-in-law built the bed, shaped the joint. Yeah, or see? didn't build it himself, but had put the shit together and it had people do it. We definitely don't do that. We are headed towards a Wally life. That ain't gonna be you. That ain't gonna be your daughter. It's gonna be your grandkid. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be thick, right? Floaty bound. And that floaty's gonna have like his holder for his iPhone and shit. And it's just gonna be robots going around everywhere giving us shit. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm not trying to have a uh-huh. a, a, sa- a a sappy conversation. But what I will say, I'm glad we went outside as much as we did. Nah, hell yeah. 100. Me and Tans were some outside motherfuckers. Speaking of outside, if you're planning on traveling, don't go to Paris right now. Don't go. Because Paris is having a bed bug invasion. They said an invasion. Is that right, though? It is right, Terrell. They said at first they was found in hotels and rental apartments. But now it's so bad that they finding these motherfuckers on public metro uh, trains. Like, just metro trains, buses out there. And they have videos. Me and Terrell always talk about this. People always leave a review for the movie theater. Talking about, mm, that movie theater got bed bugs. They be having bed bugs them damn self. Mm-hmm. They trying to cover up for the embarrassing date night they just had. They had to go home and act like, oh my God, I cannot believe. <laughs> Where the pictures at? We will never see pictures or video. They nah, got yeah, show of, me them shits in the seats. They got pictures of the bed bugs on, uh, on the train. On the train in Paris. Only reason why I bring this up, y'all, think we might have talked about this on a podcast before. I think Years we had a ago. podcast called Years The Exterminators. Ago. I think I had COVID. Uh-huh. It was like this. Me and Terrell had bed bugs. Bad in college, y'all. Bad, oh, yeah. bad, we had everything. Bad. That's the reason why I would never... Shout out to all the niggas in Florida. I would never move there. It's too much. The most, inf- the most bug invasions we have ever had in our lives was in Florida. We had fleas, termites, bed bugs, roaches, um... Them motherfucking love bugs. You had to ride through them fucking car up. Makes nothing like bed bugs. When I saw them bed bugs on the train in, uh, in Paris, that shit was scary as fuck. It was like seeing, like, that shit was like seeing a girl that you hit one time, but you nut it quick. <laughs> oh, she about to rat me out. <laughs> I don't think I want to chill here, y'all. You know she got dirt on you? Or your ex walking the, uh... Kick back and oh, that's gonna spend go. your whole night. Oh shit. I'm but getting look, the fuck out of here. Them fucking bugs, we talked about them before. They attracted the body heat and they wait for your ass to get comfy. It's the scariest shit ever, y'all. I just want everybody to think about laying down. You're comfy. You started getting cozy. Last night, it's funny because it'd be cold in here sometimes. So I throw on my throw under the covers. Uh, he's a, he's a, He's a, a cozy nigga, right? I'm getting the ick. Look, <laughs> <laughs> doing shit you can't do when you when your girl with you. Uh huh. When your girl not with you, you can bundle up like a fucking baby. Yeah. And sleep, and that's how fellas we that's sleep. Fact, yeah. Uh-huh. Your girl come over, you're like, nah, you good? I'm gonna uh-huh. cover halfway on me. Yeah, I you gotta be it. tough with this shit. I hate it because in the middle of the night, I'm thinking, fuck this. I need covers. I need to get to fucking sleep. <laughs> but look, I'm in that joint comfortable. Got to my nice warm spot. Man, if we had bed bugs, them drinks, were, they, they are the... They savage. They wait for you to fall asleep and they gonna wake you up. Ooh, anyway. You know, some of y'all wanna go see the Eiffel Tower. Some of y'all wanna go and get, you know, croissants. And, you know, get yes, a little beignet. Yes, sir. Maybe you just chill out, bro. Don't because do you're it. gonna bring that bullshit back here. You will. And let me tell you something. First it, of all... Invasion's uh, not a small word. 
It's not. And let me tell you something. Anybody that is battling bed bugs and you feel like you got them, you listen to this podcast and, yes, it's, and it sounds like, oh, shit, they're talking about some shit I'm going through right now. DM me. Years ago. When we, we talked, when about, we talked it, about it, I got so many DMs from people asking how to get rid of them. I know the secret to get rid of them. It's not on a Google article. It, it's not those bug bombs. DM me. Trust me. I get rid of them. You know, my girl make fun of me because... I feel like I could get rid of nah, any Nah, yeah, I went to war. We went I to can war. get rid of any bug. I don't matter what you got. I was dead ass about to tweet that. I was about to say, if you had bed bugs ever before in your life, you're low-key like a war veteran. Nah, for sure. You survived. You get past shit. that shit? If you manage to get past that or you're living with it, dog, what's going to scare you? Yeah. I'm more scared of shorty laying down next to me getting bit than me. Bit, hold up, bit, hold up. <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> Look. Oh, look, I What are you doing? <laughs> I just act like I'm excited that she hit. I'm excited that you hit. Nah, you know what, Terrence? You remember in college? Yeah. Remember college? You had motherfuckers over and you'd be worried that they're going to get sniped? They start saying, they, you start seeing motherfuckers yeah. sitting next to you like this. Yeah, you know, we was just thinking about coming back Dog, down shit here looking for a spot to live. come to your crib, sit on your and couch, you like, and they start itching. You're like, oh shit, I hope they not going through that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Man, we lived it. We was rough. 18. 18 years Young old. Young niggas. Young nigga on the lease. How I, had Charlie's, I had Charlie's laying in my bed and I'm like, if she get bit, I'm going to act like, hold up. You what the fuck you bring over it? You should have been transparent about your situation. Because now I fucking got him. <laughs> <laughs> you should have fucking kept it 100 with me. And when y'all go to these hotels, lift that motherfucking mattress up. Yeah, man. Ask my girl. Every hotel somebody... we go to, I lift the match. Motherfuckers going to the Paris Hotel, straight to the theater. Them, them bed bugs like, hold up. Let's kick it here. Yeah. <laughs> and let's hop in that motherfucking suitcase. Right. It's a new booty about to sit in the seat. Bet. Anyway. Uh, nah, that's funny as shit. I can't doctor. believe. That's some stuff. I can't believe they're having a, uh, an outbreak out there. That's actually crazy. Did you see the, uh, the conversation about the girl that got the six-figure job, bought the dude the um, Armani Exchange watch? They nah, were saying she should have bought him more. I, I think it's a national, n- nationally known thing that your girl gonna get you a, a, your girl either get you a real dope gift or a, oh, all right, bet, or some chill shit. Yeah, like oh, all right, cool, bet. I can use that. It's like the, it's the. Oh, well, I guess I asked you this. He got her the hundred thousand dollar job. Like he put the word in. Hey, I know this girl. She whatever. Yeah. And as a consolation, she got him. The Armani Exchange watch and bracelet, right? Yeah. Probably cost her at least two, three hundred. I mean, that's a slippery And people trip. were saying that, that it wasn't a good gift, but I like was on the other side of it because, and this girl said the truest shit, not to make it a thing, but she was like, a lot of people don't understand what making six figures really looks like. People think that it's a this big thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But how much was she supposed to spend, y'all? Y'all do know that she not getting that. But that's it's a lot more money than the average, of course. You know, I'm always an advocate for the fact that most people don't make more than around 40, 45. You know what I'm saying? That's just the national average for, especially black folks. When you're not with a good gift giver, you know. Yeah. Like people talking about, oh, he it got her been. this job. Did he get her the job so she could buy him shit? No. You know and your girl me- not a good gift giver? Off rip. To me, it wasn't even the fact that she spent the money. It was that. It was she could have put more thought into her gift choice. 
I didn't think it was nothing wrong with her not spending six grand or yeah, something like buying a nigga a truck. What, what is, is she supposed topic? to get? Is it about your girl buying gifts? Because that's what I thought it was. Yeah. This situation low key sound like it was, but that's the that, you know? that was the thing. It's all about like gifts. Let me stop playing with this shit. Can y'all see my hands? Sorry, niggas. He's niggas like he acts like a toddler. You put the shit in front of me. I'm gonna play with it. I'm still the type of nigga. If you put a lime oh. green play play doh right here. Oh yeah. I mean, eventually shape. I'm getting down with play doh. Any age. Did you just say pause or something? I said. You said you put it in front of me. I'm gonna play with it. That's that's crazy. I could be talking about a woman. Nah, you wouldn't say it. You would pay her. Put her in front of me. I'm gonna play with her. You put it in front of me. Pause. Like uh, Rick from Barbershop. See when you messing around ass, that's. Sweet five. That is the corniest scene. I am so sorry. I thought Rick from Barbershop was a cool nigga when I first watched it. Then I realized the nigga was a cornball. The nigga was late to work, but then he was like, please be on time for something before before 11 at the club. I would have been like, nigga, you was late this morning. (laughs) Had the feds watching. (laughs) (laughs) Then this nigga had his cousin get the ATM and he's like, now they got a ticket on the plate. Why are you even doing this shit, nigga? Why you let these niggas grow your truck? Now look, Dumb he nigga. gave Dinka advice on how to get with Eve. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> he Barry. gave Dinka advice, and his advice when I was young, when I was a young nigga, I said, "Okay, Ricky, Rick is a cool nigga." But when I look back, he said, "See, you gotta be able to put the pimp hand down." Jesus himself stepped here. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? This lame ass nigga. It was written by Reggie Hudlin. What did you expect? <laughs> you expect from that nigga? He anyway, was forty in two thousand three. I don't even know why I bought up Rick. Hey Rick, coming to coming to back. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up, I but uh, niggas that listen to this podcast that have not seen the shit that you be talking about, you just went on a complete tangent from the money conversation just to barbershop Rick. To if you Rick. Had, come on, I thought he was a cool nigga, but no. Uh but I wouldn't say. That that was a bad. I wouldn't say that that was a bad gift, and I don't think if since you, I don't. It wasn't really a conversation about women and gifts. It was more so like when you make just because you make a certain amount of money, don't mean you have to get motherfucker something that's worth. Right, right. And let's have a real convo. Let's say, fellas, how important is gifts that you didn't ask for? As a man, yeah. How important? Gifts? Yeah, but my thing is, my girl just got me. What did my girl just get me? Oh, uh, the storage containers. Is a gift. You know what I'm saying? Storage containers for like if I wanna you wanna like take out the cereal. Yeah. yeah. It's like, did That's I a ask? great adult gift? Yeah, look, did I ask for that? No. So when she got it, it was one of those things where it's like, all right, bet. Even on my birthday. If I didn't ask for shit for my birthday, because fellas, we'll do this. We'll say, nah, I don't really need nothing. I'm good. But then we'll be disappointed at the gift when it's underwhelming. It's almost like Walter White. Remember that? Remember that season? Walt said, "I don't want a surprise party" because he said it every year and got one. Uh huh. Then he came home looking at wasn't it? He came home. What are we doing? And remember, he left work early. Motherfucker left work. I think I'm gonna go home. She was like, (laughs) "It's my birthday." Yeah, you. That's why I'm saying like left from cooking crack. I mean, cooking meth early. I'm sorry. And I'm not trying to put it on the men because that's what they'll say. Oh, you trying to put it back on on the fellas? All I'm saying is for me and y'all are probably different from me. I don't really need a gift. I, it make me cringe when my girls say, I got you a gift. Because it's like, what the fuck did you get? Because now, I feel like a bitch in a way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus or Christ. Say, maybe this is a... 
He's that rooted in misogyny. It's a dick thing. That he's. It's a dick thing. Fellas, your girl ever get you too many gifts? No. Your girl ever get you a gift and then get you another gift and then you start. Fellas, y'all know that feeling when your girl got you one thing. It could be a month. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. She gets you another thing and then you like, damn, let me get you some fucking flowers or something. What what did I do to deserve deserve a. It don't be big shit though. It be chill. It be, it be my chill, girl every year. At my girl every year be like, I got you this, and it's not even that big of a deal. It's just something you need, but I just wrapped it. Oh, and I already I got you this. Oh, and this this, and I'm like, I got two boxes. This motherfucker got five. No bullshit. Two of them though. She could have probably just gave to me, but she wanted to be a gift. I think girls giving gifts is jolly like adorable sometimes. Like that's don't, why they don't be the crazy most extravagant shit. If you a nigga talking about what the fuck, you got me a fucking Armani exchange. I wanted the Roly. Get the yeah. Roly yourself. Terrence, no. First of all, don't ever get me the Marshalls box set watch and bracelet. That is just the ultimate. You don't give a fuck about me for real gift. You could have took this and she took him to Eddie V's, which is a good dinner. You know what I'm saying? But don't get me no fucking Marshalls watch. They were saying she got that drink from Marshalls. <laughs> it looked like that. You know how the Marshalls watch got the drinks up there? Don't sleep on the Marshalls watches. You can put the fit together. Y'all yeah. play. Y'all can play all you want. That's a Marshalls watch. This is not a Marshall's watch. This is a Target watch. I wear this watch all the time, y'all. It was niggas in the comments saying, where did Terrence get that Casio? I said, fuck that Oh, you shit. know what? You're right. This is not a Target watch. This is a, uh, this is like urban, like urban, urban outfitters. outfitters for like $70 or some shit, y'all. But look, I'm not thinking about, damn, what was I about to say? What was you just saying before you said that it's about the watch? I said, your girl getting you a gift is adorable. Then we were talking about the fact that she got the joint from Marshall's. All I'm gonna say is Come this. on, Shorty. It's easy for you to slam. It's easy. It's easy for you to slam somebody for the, for their gift. I was just thinking about when you look at that that video and bros recording her. It's like when you you can tell when a motherfucker don't give a fuck. Ha ha ha. Whatever. I mean, whatever. But like, she looked like damn. You just don't like it. And my thing is, I've been in a situation where a girl got me a gift and I ain't like it, or I ain't really fuck with it. And it's like you said, your girl giving you a gift is almost like. Y'all ain't gonna like this. It's like your kid giving you a gift. Like, yo, you low-key did not have to. Me as a man, sometimes it's a woman's whole love language. Gifts. I don't yes, know it's too yeah. many men with their love language being gifts of, of nah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Little small gifts. Acts of service. Acts of service and gifts. We all physical touch. <laughs> as a man, for physical touch. Physical, 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 physical touch. touch. Yeah. Probably get me going. <laughs> oh, just love language. Yeah. <laughs> Probably still physical touch. But I feel like, what's your love languages? My love language? Um, damn, I'm forgetting the little Go term. ahead and say physical touch, because I know you're a physical touch. All men are. All men got a little bit of physical touch, but I'm also a words of affirmation. Ah, That's my okay, love language. Yeah, you like this. Like, if me, if me and my girl go back and forth, I need to hear that we good after. Yeah. I don't, I don't do well. With going back and forth and nothing happened. Like if I say, uh, if she say, oh, you rude as shit. And I say, rude? What the fuck I do rude? And she say, you fucking got me off. And I say, oh, my bad. I didn't, whatever. I want I want both of us to get to a point where we back. Good. You know that uh-huh. weird space where y'all act you and are y'all 100% just like this? You are 100% that. And I'll say not even, I think it's kind of how you operate in life. Because even with me and you, when we argue, Terrence will always send me a text. Or call and be like, you was right, bro, or it's all good, bro. We're going to figure our shit out. He always tries to give words of affirmation. 
Where you do that. I'm, I'm, I give them and I. I look you for him back, for him bro. Back. I look for him back. And what's crazy is when you don't, when you, when that's your love language and you don't get it, you don't feel the love. That's uh, your love language. So when somebody just, look, I could be saying all of that and my girl could do all of this, whatever. I'm still not going to feel like you give a fuck what I said. Yeah. What's uh, your love language? That's a, that's a, you know. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. So know? mine's probably mostly, mostly physical touch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine is physical touch, of course, but my number one is quality time. Ah, big, I'm a big okay. quality time guy. Like, just chill with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, or me and you go. Girl, I don't want to rush tonight. Hey, take your time with you. Let's go. Oh, my God. I you what you need. I know what you like. DC. Yeah. And mommy gave you how to find. Oh, my God. Is that Mario? It's motherfucking Lloyd. Lloyd feature. Got to be Ross or some shit, right? Whose song is that? That's how, is that Lloyd? Let's chill. I don't want to rush tonight. I feel like I got time. First of all, Lloyd, Lloyd, if that's the thing. Y'all want to do, when, when Ray J and them was doing their verses. Is it Let's Chill? Let's chill. I'm sorry. I just got off on that because he said that's his love. The nigga said it's his love language. We just started singing. Damn, hold on. Wait, is that even Lloyd? Girl, I don't want to rush tonight. You need to search Let's I don't wanna rush. Rush tonight. Damn. Nigga can't type. Trey Songs? It's not Trey Songs. This bum ass nigga don't even know how to use his phone. He typing a million things. You like a 50-year-old nigga with your phone. You ever see a 50-year-old nigga, nigga say you gonna look some shit up? It's like, damn nigga, did you go to the Google and type it? No, my dad does that. Siri. Give oh, me. it's Wale. It's Wale featuring Lloyd. Let me tell you something about Wale. And be, speaking of Wale, he got music on the way, right? Or wasn't he on the TL for something this week? He was on the TL because a lot of people said, why didn't Wale have the same career as Kendrick and Drake and Cole? I think it's... it's because that was his era. It was... He is the most unfortunate nigga. You had to come up with J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. But it's my thing. It's not that he makes subpar music to them. Not at all. It's not that he doesn't have an equivalent pen. Mm-mm. I don't know what it is. I, I think, think it's, it's his... He wasn't as likable as the other ones, to be completely honest. Mu- musically. Musically, yeah. He was real... His music wasn't so commercial. It was poetic. What he said at the beginning of uh, Dice Pine. Oh, my God. He smoked that shit. The weather, her treasure, the weather, what he say? The weather, her See, pleasure, the weather, her treasure. Yeah. Hey, look, a real DC DMV ass nigga. Dice Pineapple. We all know that DC nigga that was real poetic. Oh real, like. Uh huh. That's a DMV thing, because y'all know we got, we got the Reds in DC. We low key invented that. He says, Tonight you shall reach a height that the sky won't catch you. The highest form of my admiration. I ain't no connoisseur, but I'm kind of sure you admire my taste. And before the sun grazes you, he smoked that shit in the Love beginning. Love Jones ass he nigga. He smoked it. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't do the spoken word. I'll try to see how deep you are. And believe me, Sean, I ain't talking about no intimate conversation. That Come on, bro. His pen is up there. Think about that. Think about that. That's fire. Think about what he just said. I'll try to see how deep you are. And I ain't talking about an intimate conversation. God, please. That's like the girl who was like, you know what? Before we get to know each other, let's get the fucking out the way. All right, look. <laughs> y'all have taken smoking words to a way that I didn't want to go. Nah, like, I said, you hate. You hate You hate ass nigga. Nah, but you're right. That Dice Pineapple's poem was, was legit. It was legit. And Wale honestly did deserve more. I feel like if he didn't have to come up with Kendrick now, 
he would be more special than he's considered. I do. I tell you what, I bet Wale don't make flowers. that excuse. I bet Wale does not make the excuse for the niggas. That, oh, oh, well, you know what? The only reason why, yeah, my is because. And I think if you do, that's like saying, oh, well, the only reason why I wasn't the best, uh, best, the only reason why I wasn't the best, you know, small forward in the game is because I came up with Bron and and KD and not yet. It's like Wale won't say that. You ain't gonna the the ones who's balling. They ain't gonna say that. Wale looks at himself as better than. Or better or equivalent to the niggas that we that we talk about now, the Coles, the Kendricks. Shout out to Wale, DMV stand up. Hey, look, Wale is a is a is a, is a commander. He gonna be at the game Rays tonight. He gonna be there. We last game we went to, he performed. Yeah. Hey, look, <laughs> this jersey right here. If you're watching the visual podcast, this is a fifteen thousand dollar jersey. If I were to sell it on Etsy, don't nah, let me yeah. tell you what I would sell it for. If I if I sell it on something that ain't cheap. Nah, yeah, you have on a. 20-year-old... Do y'all see this logo? This real logo right that's here. That's old right there. Yeah, that's the old joint. Yeah. Look, equipment. You can tell it's old oh, because... Look, it look like I put this joint on. I got the neck roll joint up you here. Now you can tell that's an old jersey. It's a size 48. It ain't even a small, <laughs> medium, or large. Just a 48. Just a 48. <laughs> Dog, right, I'm telling you. This, and then I wish we could break... This is another thing. I wish we could wear our classic jerseys. But anyway, shout out to Wale. Shout out to the uh, DMV. Turn up. Let's talk about this. Uh, real quick, the um, there was a shooting in Bangkok, Thailand, where uh-huh. after once they captured the dude who shot, I believe he killed unfortunately three people. Rest in peace. He uh, he had an American flag on his hat, and this is in Thailand. I, I think that. y'all need to realize how fucking crazy that is. That is nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Mass shooting, and then you got the U.S. flag. It just looks terrible for us. It does. We have to be over here. Our mass shootings outnumber these other countries by like the hundreds, bro. Thousands. Yearly? Yeah. So can you imagine the fear of shit like that leaking into your country? Imagine if another country like Thailand, imagine they were notorious for school shooting, and then we had a school shooting here, and a motherfucker got a Thailand flag on their you like, yo, what the fuck? They about to start coming over here doing the shit. Nah, yeah, that was wild. I need y'all to realize that I am talking about your country. Some of y'all that's listening to this. For my folks that's outside the country, first off, shout out to you. You want some of the realest fans we got. Mm-hmm. But for my American folks, y'all, they got out shit over there. <laughs> shooting motherfuckers. This is like if you work at Bill's. Bills, gun, you build. You were that Be Bills careful with the jokes. Motherfuckers lost their life. Well, I'm just saying, it's just like, imagine somebody put on a whole 9T and then go shoot up some people. It's like, and we was known for that. It would be bad. Even if we wasn't, it'd be like, damn. But the fact that we have it, the bad thing yeah, is the fact that this is a country that's notoriously known for school shootings. That's what everybody says. When we, when we, when you see arguments between Americans and like the, you know, UK motherfuckers love to say, at least our remember you know it's the joke, but at least our schools aren't whatever. But for yeah. that to happen over there and Shorty have on a um a US flag, boy, you <laughs> you drink like one of them fish. When you know how the, the fish eat the other fish and you can't even don't even look like they eating nothing that the fish just breaking up. Sure, I haven't said nothing about you sitting you here got this a, whole time. You got gills, boy. You drink that water fast as shit. You look like you getting ready to. You look like you getting ready to go for a nice Sierra Mist, boy. You look like you work with Sierra Mist. Shout out to Naka. That's my. Uh, that's that's the squad code bros at, at checkout. At checkout. But yes, this nigga uh, sitting here looking like a. You look like the Sprite rep for 
the twilight folks. You pulling up to the drinks with Damn, the look at Sprite. Look at you, boy. You got on this antique ass jersey and you got gills, boy. You gills. You see, how, you see how fast you drank that water and already got a full cup you replenished. Hydrate it. Keep it keep it keep it at that. Look at this nigga. This nigga's urine is green brown. You got me fucked up. It would never oh, be me. Shit, I need a Gatorade. This nigga still not <laughs> reaching the for the water. <laughs> Hey, look, but look, we're going to head straight into the... No, nah, but uh, you know what? I did want to say RIP okay. to the victims 100. Um, from that, because that is terrible, and it does look bad. You know what? I just really hope everybody that loves this fucking country will really just look at that and think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was looking at something that... uh, I forget what TikTok I was looking at, looking at where the dude was talking about how saying the American... Uh, saying the Pledge of Allegiance is culty. I seen that. You seen that? Mm. I showed you that TikTok. Yeah. And everybody in the comments was like, I don't care. I love our country. It's like, it's still weird to make somebody say, I swear to God, I love this country every morning and they're seven years old. Yeah. They don't know shit about it. Like, why the fuck would we, a pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States, you know what I'm saying, the United States of America, to the Republic, for which is staying one nation under God, indivisible. What the fuck? Why are we saying this? Why do we have to do that? It doesn't happen nowhere, bro. It's like when we go, when I when we got out the airport, when we go to the air the, to uh, different countries and you go out the airport, you'll see like welcome to the country you're going to. You might see one flag. But then when you walk through, it's like culture. It's like motherfuckers dancing, it's trees, pictures of motherfuckers. When you come to the US, bro, and you land back and you go through customs, ask anybody that travels, it's like they just have to slap you in the face with the flag so much. There's flags everywhere when you going through, when you going back through US customs. It's like, damn, okay, we get it. We're in the U.S. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You're in the best country in the world, though. It's just so gaudy sometimes. Is it? Because mm-hmm. we here. Because we here. That's it. That's the only reason why. It's the best country in the world, dog. And this is no shade to no other race. I think everybody that's in this country right here, differences aside, man, we make shit happen. And that's one thing that I feel like we could all, if we wanted to, we could all come together for that. And we have in the past. You know how many times we done all went to war together, but still had war on our home turf amongst each other? It mm, is yeah. bullshit. You know how many of us went to war, but came home, and came still home had to deal with it like shit? For sure. People ask me all the time, would you go back to, or would you go to a different country? And I always say no. Like, I got blood here that's been here for years. They left shit here. They didn't know what was next. Not yet. And it was me who was next. 100%. I, don't, I wouldn't want to go start something nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? But, uh... To just think that we represent that level of horror and that it could be coming to a town near you off of our influence. Nah, yeah. It's just not a good look for us, y'all. Yeah. Now, Terrell, I don't know what you want to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, This hit the TL, and this was pretty much spicing up the TL because a lot of people were, you know, getting in their bag. A lot of the women felt smacked by this. A lot of women felt like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. (laughs) <laughs> um, there was a tweet where a dude said, uh, the stage where you start to dislike your girl, right? Mm. And he was talking about when you start doing shit and she just don't even get mad enough to leave. When her, when your phone ring and you cringe and everybody was talking about how that's dark. That's a real dark thing because a lot of women have experienced being with a dude who eventually stopped liking them. And look, they all in, and this nigga just started tweaking, maxing for, for nothing. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, podcast transparency and t- towards you, I've been there. 100% been there. I've 100% been, been there. I've 100% been in a situation where I am. I just don't like the person that I'm with. 
no more. Mm-hmm. Like as a person. I've done that a three, four times I have done that. But did they still fuck with you heavy though? We're not yeah. talking about nah, yeah. We're not talking about the situation where y'all got odds. You know? And it's fucked up too because I didn't like them as a person, but it became a transactional thing. Like, I don't fuck with you, but I'm gonna eventually, and it sounds fucked up. I'm gonna eventually move I'm on. I'm gonna eventually get bored or you know, or yeah. you know, shit. Motherfuckers be horny. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then she she wanna come by at night type shit. You know, so I've had situationships and relationships like that. Where I don't really fuck with you as a person, but you trying to come over and it's 3 a.m., fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why I've been weak that way. So But, but we're so, not even really talking about a situation shit. You're right, you're right, you're right. Let's stick, stick to the relationship part. I would say the relationship I've only done one time. Yeah. I've been in relationships where I was with a girl that I felt like we got along just fine. We were great, but we had odds. And that's what forced us away. Mm-hmm. I was in a situation with a girl where everything was great and we didn't have no odds. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it was, I don't know what forced, forced us away, maybe work or situation. But I've also been in a situation where we don't have no odds. She is nuts about me. I was nuts about her. Mm-hmm. And then you just start feeling like, you know what, now I see the real you. Or now I start seeing certain things, and I I definitely can see. And, and, and the dark part about this tweet, y'all, is the way that dudes was talking about going about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I was in a rela- even in, in my relationship right now, if for any random reason I were to go, I was to go completely insane and stop fucking with my girl, I would tell her. You know, yeah, that's what I was saying. I wouldn't be on some. I can't live my life on a damn. She calling or. Damn, she trying to link. I remember I was with my girl at, at, at this time. You, fella. I'm getting ready to say, you, you know older now, girl say she want to come over? And you like, low key? Your girl ever say she about to come over? And then she say, she ain't coming. And you low key be feeling like that. That's yep. how you know you in trouble. Mm-hmm. And look, fellas. That. Or your girl go out of town and going to be gone for a week. And you like, and you like that. that. She, when you come back, now for my fellas that live with your girl, I get it. I live you with my get girl. That little break, you can't be mad at a nigga looking forward to her ass being gone for some days. It's a difference between happy about the free time, happy about the break, yeah. and happy her ass just, is gone. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and look, ladies, y'all are not, you know, what I'm saying removed from this convo. I think y'all do it more than us, where y'all be with a nigga you don't like. How many times we heard them girls talk about uh-huh. how once I'm done, I'm done. Nah, yeah, they and they always say, and that's the thing. That's the that was the difference. They y'all have said a thousand times, ladies. Oh, let me scoot over. I'm y'all like out. Y'all have said a thousand times that before I, you know, before I leave you physically, I've already left emotionally a long time ago. Remember? Mm-hmm. That's that, that's y'all shit. That's what they do. And I think there's two just double double edged sword with that one because like most of the dudes they don't be liking a girl but they be very hesitant to leave. Yeah. And the women were like, "Oh, that's fucked up because you're wasting her time. You're wasting this. You're wasting that." You are. But you know, there's a lot of good moments in between them in between them times. It ain't like he treating her like shit often. In every situation, it's fucked up. Yeah, you're right. That sounds terrible. But okay, but what about the girl that? What y'all say to her? Yeah, nigga. What about the girl that is emotionally removed from bruh for months 
and then finally decides to physically leave. Who's literally more hurt by that? What do you think is a more hurtful situation? Because both of these people are low-key blindsided. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's all a result of a lack of communication anyway on both sides. Yeah. Because if you feel like you about to leave or, it's a, or you try to communicate and you just done trying. So it's like a inevitable ending type situation. And I know the ladies would say, oh, when we leave, it's because we've already put up with enough bullshit that we decide to choose ourselves. Why it can't be that with us? Like, why do y'all immediately think when you stop liking your girlfriend, that means you just don't find her attractive no more? It ain't about how your ass be nagging, talking, doing certain shit. You keep talking while I'm playing a game. You keep coming in while I'm playing a game. And then, and then you know, it be little shit that niggas get annoyed with. And that, I'm not really dealing with that, y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, it be little shit that niggas get annoyed with. And then it seemed like, oh, wow, he just isn't attracted to me anymore. Nah, low-key, it's your personality. Like, low-key, yeah, it's like it's legit you. physical. But you said, but you know what? It manifests itself that way because He'll go and we, sleep. most of us, are physical touch. Yeah. And we touchy-feely. We touch our girl. You walk past her, you touch her shoulder. You put your hand on her back. You might squeeze ass. You might, you know. Yeah. They notice when you stop doing that. But it don't be that they're not physically attracted to you. They could just not fucking like you no more, so they're just not going to touch you. Yeah, I'm just not going to... Yeah, it's not that he's not a attracted physical is normally what they notice first, but like them, we just like emotionally check out too sometimes. For anybody that might deal with a situation like this where you might feel like your partner isn't... Because uh, that, that was a tweet that had everybody look at their own self-situation, their own little situation and say, you know, like I'm in a fresh relationship. I saw that and I said, damn, what if my girl just one day wake up and say, fuck this nigga? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think the only way you can go about this situation, especially fellas, if your girl asks you about it, it means she might have felt a little way. I think... You know, reassurance isn't only a word thing. Reassurance, yeah. you can show that you, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's going to be points in your relationship where you 100% dislike your partner. And it's going to be points in your relationship where your partner dislike you. This don't mean that you're in a situation where you're now with somebody who just don't like you no more and not attracted to you anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I think like there's people who say they committed and then there's real commitment. Yeah. And I think real commitment sees those as opportunities and not like death missiles or like the, the thing that's going to end us. It's like, okay, this is a hurdle we got to get over. Yeah. Commitment for real is like if you, it's like a, it's a life thing. That's, it's a big thing. It was a dude that said the wrong people are getting married and the, the, the wrong people are getting married and the, the right people aren't getting married enough or something like that he was talking about with marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's ba- he basically was talking about how people don't really take how serious it is when you get in a relationship. We think about the exclusivity yeah. and how you don't want this person you're talking to to get with nobody else sexually. Or give their time to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But making that decision is a big commitment. It, it is. is. It is. And the honeymoon phase ends. The honeymoon phase will end. And I always tell people this. I don't believe in that. Well, this is my thing. You never hear about people getting into it on their honeymoon. It's rare you hear we getting on our honeymoon and we got into it. Them motherfuckers was not made for each other. But 
In the beginning, when things are spicy, when everything is good, a lot of y'all don't make it from honeymoon phase to the, the phase after and then relationship. A lot of y'all go dating, dating, together, honeymoon phase, and then as soon as the honeymoon phase ends, it's over with. And it could be this situation. You, she, he stopped liking her. She stopped liking him. And I feel like that all comes down to how y'all communicate. Me and my fiance, it's weird to say. <laughs> Me and my fiance, we still in our, uh, I would say we still two years later have a honeymoon type excitement about each other. And that's not to say that we don't go through certain shit, but we really just like don't. We don't, we, we look at everything. We, we just over communicate. You know what I'm saying? Because most of the time when y'all do get into it, it's going to be about some shit that one of y'all may not have communicated. It could be, yo, I called you, you know, or, or you don't call me. Oh, by the time sometimes motherfuckers communicate, by the time they're communicating, they communicating some shit that they wanted to communicate a while ago. And now it's just happening. Yeah. Like you ever argue with somebody and they say, you know what? You know what you do? You always this. And you're hearing something that you do that you never knew they felt this way about mm -hmm. you doing this. Mm -hmm. That's to me, if you got to blindside somebody with a problem like that, it's because they don't know. Yeah. Good communication is when you say, you know how I always tell you how you don't listen to me? Yikes. That's a, that's a reminder of all of the times I have communicated versus, and then as the person who's hearing it, or the person that's on the other side of the criticism, sometimes motherfuckers don't like to hear the criticism. So they won't listen. Or they'll find some shit to say, oh, if you're telling me I don't listen, well, you don't talk to me the way I want. And it's like, all right, well, so what problem are we trying to solve? Nah, 100%. 100%. It's funny you talk about communication because that's definitely a challenge of every relationship. I think if I were to give an analogy for communication in couples, y'all, it's like this weird thing where it's like, imagine you and me and my girl, we both have to keep this room clean. I got to keep this side clean. You got to keep that side clean, right? A lot of situations uh, come that uh, in like arguments and shit like that, I feel like can come from this mishap in communication. When your side of the room is dirty, your girl will say, oh, you need to pick that up. You need to pick this up. You need to pick that up. Mm -hmm. Or you, oh, you need to pick that up. You need to pick that up. You need to pick that up. Right? But when your side of the room is dirty or when her side of the room is dirty and it's vice versa... They don't want to be told. Hold up. I don't want to be told. You know, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or oh, they, they're, they're not receptive to you. And you can't be saying. that person. Yep. And look, th this is the reason why. The reason why is, is because they looking at it like my side of the room, your side of the room clean, now you're trying to get on me. We need to worry about your side of the room. Both of y'all. The, the room is y'all's. You know what I'm saying? Space, it is yeah. our space. But when you're operating from a space where it looked like I'm judging your side of the room. That's where the communication falls flat. I feel like, fellas, a lot of y'all might deal with that. Mm -hmm. And I think the work around, like, okay, I feel like I tell my girl one thing. I feel like she tell me another thing and it ain't, it ain't flipping. I think to stay on the analogy, you have to keep your side of the room clean. You ever, remember me and dad, remember dad used to help tell me and you to clean the room and it was like, Terrence, you clean this side and Terrell, you clean this side. What would I do when I finish? Help me with mine. I will come over to your side, but that's only if my side good. That's why I say. And but I don't like that because that still splits the room. It splits the room. I don't like the idea that you have a side and I have a side. Only we have this together. 
it's our space. Even our room when we was growing up, like we might clean different sides, yeah. but you could clean that side one week and I would clean that side another week because it was our room. Same with your relationship. At one, at, at another point of your relationship, the shoe will be on the other foot. It's going to be your turn to pick up the sock. And you yeah. got to be just as receptive to that as I was when you pointed to my side because this our whole thing. Because from the outside in, you know what people going to say? They're not going to say he got a sock on the floor. They're not going to say she got a sock on the floor. It's they got socks on the floor. Yeah, they got, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say for, for my fellas, a lot of times we dirty outside of the room when we're talking about theirs because our communication be fucked up. Mm -hmm. What I'm working on, maybe I'm rambling a little bit, but what I'm working on is to not really give, not make no mistakes in those little moments where you have a disagreement with, with your girl. Like, mm -hmm. not getting off on some disrespectful shit or, or being witty, petty, fellas. You know how you could be quick. Y'all know how I am on this. Nah, yeah, you, you can't fuck I will have to tune way. it down. And look, now... I'm just putting shit on the floor on my side. So now when I'm telling her, she's saying, oh, but, but what I don't is that? Like, and, and, and in real terms, what that, what's that? That's you being rude as shit about a problem. But now you got to address the fact that you communicated that way. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this forever, y'all. Low key, this is the gift of gab. 100%. Being a man is literally that. You talk to a nigga that's 60, 50, 30, and 20. They'll all tell you the same, the same thing. thing. Communication is, is very key. It's, it's like the most important thing. For your sex life, for your, for the life that you, for the, the way y'all, me and my girl live together. If we didn't have the communication that we had, I can go to her and be like, look, we need to stop doing this. We need to start doing that. Oh, you got neighbors. Yeah, she like to go out on that balcony. You better be careful. I know, because it just looked like she just sitting up there, right? Yeah, I'm going to come out in the morning with my cup of joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um man, if we didn't have the communication that we have, um it wouldn't be ring on the finger. We would well not even just that. Well yeah, if she could if she didn't know how to communicate, if we didn't communicate well, she I wouldn't have asked her to marry me. She would have been say yes if I asked her. True. That's the truth, man. And I I mean and hey, he said, gonna say something. He said fiance, and I like I like how that sound. Yeah. Fiance, yes. That's my fiance. Hey fellas, you wanna piss your girl off? Just start referring to her as your fiance and watch or her. Or wife, say, yeah. Who? I don't have a fucking ring yet. I thought I'm supposed to have a ring. And you better be careful. Because get her to say that so you can just go ahead and say, huh? That. Then when she say take uh -huh. the trash out, that sounds like husband duty. I don't have a ring yet. A brolic black. Are you going to get that brolic black? No. Silver me. Silver I ring? I want that sterling. Yeah. Not gold? Give me that sterling K. I want the gold ring. No. Give me a silver. I want like a white gold joint though. Like a silver maybe with some gold with like a gold rim. Like a gold trim. So if I wear gold or whatever, it'd be on it. Yes, uh, Ready for that. What if you decide to go all gold? Real you man Take your uh, ring off. You can never take the ring off, but that's it. but it's the ring. So that's yeah. why I get why you niggas do black. Cause with black, I can go here, I can go here. Yeah, I don't like a black wedding ring. Right? I, like I don't that. feel like I like it even. I want. Something. I don't like them. My rubber dad had a gold ring. That's what made me want the gold ring. You know, the gold. Yeah. You also look like you was in Lord of the Rings, boy. Fuck out of here. You look like the short one. I don't even know who I'm talking about, but you, exactly, you just look like boy, one of the You don't even watch that joint. You look like Harry boy. Potter, boy. You look like a Quidditch champ right now. Fuck out of here. Like you got a Quidditch jersey on. 
You look like the you hat. Good on the, you good on the You look like the boy. hat that say where, what, class, what room you going to. <laughs> Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> Letting kids down daily. Let me ask you this. Uh, it was a little joint going around where basically on some, still on some relationship shit. You with your girl. Right, and we might as well walk this right into. Let's the course go course of action, one hundred percent. All right, bet course of action. This isn't really a course of action, but what you sent. Oh no, this is a course of action. This is sure. a cousin of it. Oh okay. Y'all like because it's not really like a what would you do. It's kind of like what are you, what decision would you would make type shit. What would be your course of action? Which would make it a course of action. <laughs> um, basically, you and your girl riding somewhere, and y'all going to pick up your homeboy, mm-hmm. right? One of your friends. Who's supposed to sit in the back? My girl riding up front. Uh, obviously, when y'all on the way. So you mean I get there and there's a question of if bruh's gonna get in the front and my girl get out? I guess, yeah. You're getting in the back, bruh. Why am I even picking you up? Why are you not driving? <laughs> what are we talking not about? Yet. You see, but you know what? You're giving a very adult, adult. answer. Okay, so I get it. These so young niggas that's like 20, whatever. And you know, I I watch a lot of these niggas vlogs. They girt, they be, look, he up front, his man up front, his girl's in the back. It depends on the and vibe. They, and that's the thing. The girl yeah. was in the back on the phone type shit on just scrolling. The neighbor's in the front chopping it up about some shit. Only, we's, only way I would say. We would do that. Yeah, but like, if I come pick you up, me and mm-hmm. G, in my truck, you're not going to expect her to get out, get in the back, and you get in the front. You know no what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or let's say we all leaving from the same place. That takes it up a notch because nobody's in the car yet. There's not the, oh, she's already in the front because that makes it easy. All y'all walking to the car. Who get in the front? Who get in the back? It, it honestly depends. Like, like say we getting in a car and we all going back to, or we all just hopping in a car to go up the road, you know? If it's just one, two, and three, it's just one, two, and three. One, two, and three. I don't see my I don't see my girl getting in the back without her saying, yo, let me get in the back. Bet. And then me and my boy can ride up front. And, and, and that's just a choice that like, and it depends. You're right though, because I wasn't all the way against. It depends mm-hmm. on the vibe. If I'm picking you up from the airport and I haven't seen you in a minute, you might get in the front. She'll get in the back off the strength of the fact that I haven't seen you. Yeah. Or I would expect to let you ride up front because I haven't seen you. And I me and her gonna go home together anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know how these dudes are, bro. You saw Gunner walking with his girl, and he wasn't even looking at Shorty because look, terrible. The 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 high life, believe it or not, is that it's you know, I got my bitch with me. It ain't my lovely wife is here, you know. And these <laughs> niggas don't look up to oh, it's me and my lovely wife. They look up to my bitch around here somewhere. That's insane. But look. This is my day one nigga from life right here. He gonna sit in the front seat with me and do a, fa- a famous, a special handshake. And then Shawty in the back. To me, but me I'll put my girl in the front unless she wanted to get in the back. But other than that, I also, I just, it depends who we riding with. Like you said, it depends. It depends on the vibe. 100. Okay, next course of action. I got two of them for you. And I feel like they all right. You know how I do. Mm-hmm. These course of actions I come with y'all come up with y'all straight off the dome. I just be sitting there like, ha, writing it down. Uh, let's say you're somewhere you might be working out in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. This dude comes and sits beside you. You know how the benches be kind of close. He sits beside you. You got a blue Gatorade, right? Uh-huh. It's about 
quarter of a way drank. You took a couple of sips. He got a blue rate Gatorade that's completely uh full, right? He take a couple of sips. Low-key, low y'all got the same amount of Gatorade, right? He mm. does his set. You do your set. Things get shifted. You pick up your drink. You drinking a Gatorade, and you notice you just drank his Gatorade and not yours, right? He doing his workout. He oh, got his Gatorade and then drinks it. Do you say anything? Hell no. Or do you just walk the off and we next. swap Gatorades? I'm a, you can keep my Gatorade. I'm throwing yours in the trash. <laughs> you done already hit it. So you gonna oh, get you mean I already, drank, I already drank the nigga's Gatorade? Well, think about it. You just realized, oh, shit, I'm drinking this nigga's Gatorade. I do don't. you tell him? Hey, bruh. Yeah, 100%. I would tell him. And I would buy him another one if I could. But look, you notice he goes, oh, start drinking your junk. I would never let him drink it. Soon as I drink his Gatorade, I would wait for his set to be over. He's a good nigga. And I'd be like, yo, I drank some of your Gatorade. We got the same one. Let me buy you another one. Hopefully, the nigga be like, don't even worry about it. But if he say, oh, I bet I'll take another blue, I'll get the nigga another blue. What if he gets antsy? What if, you know, it's in the gym environment. He, I just finished my set. Look, boom. <laughs> and you say, excuse me, bro. I actually, <laughs> that one is mine. And look, he don't hear you. Hold up, look. Put the top on this shit. <laughs> Now's all this time in between. I was trying to tell you that the Gatorade is actually, I was mine, and then you picked it up. <gasps> Motherfucker, what did you do to my drink? <laughs> lift your ass high up the sky. He you would notice. I would be sitting there just like that next to this nigga. Then when I get his attention, I'll be like, bro, I just drank some of your Gatorade. We had the same one. You gonna I'll be like, you my treacherous little twin, and you know that we locked in, and I treat you like my kin. That's whatever for you. <laughs> you gonna be working out next to the nigga next week. You gonna see him look. Put his Gatorade on this side. Uh -huh. This motherfucker will steal. <laughs> Not gonna do that again. Yeah. <laughs> all right, look. Uh, you meeting the parents for the first time. You know, mm -hmm. we've all been in that situation. Yep. I think this might have been a course of action before, but we bringing it back. Mm -hmm. Remix. <laughs> you rich your parents. You meeting the parents for the first time. And you, uh, you realize earlier in the day you scarfed down a cheesy gordita deluxe supreme crunch wrap, right? Damn. Got your stomach sounding like the pinball machine. And you sitting there right when mama, your girlfriend's bringing the, and we got more coming out. Are y'all ready to eat? Everybody tell oh, me, yeah, God, that's a nightmare. Yeah. You like, oh shit, that's a nightmare. You figure, fuck it, I'm gonna just put some food on it, right? Y'all uh -huh. saying grace in your stomach popping. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> right? You can't even make it through grace. Look, you get a pain in the stomach. Mm. They think you just religious. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You agreeing? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> you holding on to that stomach pain. You know you got a blood. What's your course of action? I'm going to wait for everybody to start eating and then I'm going to go to the bathroom because that give me just mm -hmm. enough time. And her dad's going to say, hold on, y'all. When I come back from the bathroom, I'm going to show y'all exactly what I'm talking about. I got the cheat code, though. I got the cheat code. And he going to go in there and say, I got the cheat code, though, for blowing up somebody's bathroom. It's some dirty shit, though. You're going to be in the trenches if you do it. What's the dirty shit? Y'all got to be willing to get dirty. And y'all going to judge me for this. But let me tell you something. If you're ever in that situation, take the hand soap. Do 
three or four squirts of the hand soap in the toilet water before you get in there, before mm-hmm. you sit on it. Hopefully, they have a toilet wand that you clean the toilet with, and, and you wash, swish wash, that wash, soap wash around in the toilet. That's going to make it smell soapy as fuck in the bathroom, right? Or just for now. If they don't have the toilet scrubber, you have to use your hand you have to, to, use your hand. to do that water. You know what I'm saying? To, to soapy that water up. Then look, Tank, soon as you sit on the toilet and let go, Miss Washington, I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> look, soon as you go, you flush immediately. Soon as it's coming. Don't let that yeah, shit yeah. sit in the toilet. Soon as that shit comes out of you, you let that shit go. Mm-hmm. You, you flush it. And then you got to do the exact same thing over after you flushed. And then when you wash your hands, trust me, It'll still smell like somebody went in the bathroom, but you'll still y'all like be all right. Terrell gonna have y'all do all of that, and her dad still gonna come out and say, Denise, this young man, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> Is it the worst thing with our bathroom like, for? Mr. Johnson? Never used number two before. This is crazy. Look, I'm getting up. This is nuts. I didn't get a biscuit, Miss. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy, but you you blew the bathroom up. But you blew the bathroom up, nigga. This is nuts. Hey, look, if it's me, y'all, very shortly, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and I'm gonna pray to God don't nobody else have to go. And if they do go, the nigga can't prove it was me. I'm gonna say that was your auntie. Her thick ass went in there and dropped a load. All right, if they got a granny or a dog, where's that dog? <laughs> He was pooping Pat more my way there. <laughs> he pooped Pat the whole way here, Miss Johnson. He definitely pooped Pat in right now. Why smell it? Lying. <laughs> All right, look, we're going to go movie suggestions. Turn up, y'all. Movie suggestion of the week. Uh, this week for me is going to be a movie called Alpha Dog. Oh, my this God. Movie is on HBO Max. Let me keep it 100 with y'all. This movie is. You rewatched a it? Prime example. Yes, I rewatched it. It's a prime example of a great story in the mix of a very shaky screenplay. I mean, this movie, ah. this movie is almost like it was written by 15-year-olds. Like, half of the movie is suck my cock. Half of the movie is my cock. Like, my suck my cock. Uh-huh. And they think it's funny. Like, somebody will just say that and they laughing. Hey, look. All I'm going to say is this. You got Justin Timberlake. Uh, you got Anton Yelchin. Um, you got some other people in it, but it is a great movie about these boys who have to kidnap this junkies. Like, imagine this dude that does no good. He'd be fucking him over, so they kidnap his little brother, right? Hold him for ransom. Get to a point where you're going to have to do something with him. You got to let him go or kill him. Based mm-hmm. on a true story, it's a very good movie. It will grab your heartstrings and just twist. Also, this movie, like I said, this movie feels like it was written by B-Rabbit from 8 Mile. Like... It is the most, it is a tough movie, but I want y'all to watch this movie because I want you to see how a great story can overlap a rough screenplay. A lot of y'all don't have examples of that. We grew up with good stories and okay screenplays. Nah, yeah, and we in a dialogue wasn't the best. Now, right. Uh-huh. And now we're in a time period where it seems like we got more good screenplays on okay stories. Mm-hmm. And this movie will show you that you would rather have the latter. Nah, I love Alpha Dog. Justin Timberlake killed it. Justin Timberlake did okay. Like I said, B-Rabbit wrote this movie. Remember B-Rabbit from 8 Mile? Uh Uh-huh. Just imagine this nigga wrote a movie. 
I'm nah, like, yeah. God, this is a... Did they, was, they... Oh, I'm, I'm getting right. Actually, a complete spoiler. Never mind. Um, My movie suggestion of the week is I'm going David Fincher. I'm going to go to Ladies Favorite. I'm going to go Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. I watched Gone Girl... Uh, In theaters. In theaters. But I also saw it again, I think a couple weeks ago. I woke up early with my son and watched it. Just randomly just put the joint on because it was on Netflix. It's on uh, HBO Max. No, it's on HBO Max right now. Forgive me. And... uh. Just one of them good whodunit, where's she going, oh shit, films. And it actually is a product of a good screenplay. It was written by, uh, it won the Critics' Choice for Best Adapted Screenplay. It's based on a book by, what's her name, T? Uh, Gillian, Gillian Flynn. Gillian Flynn. Yeah. Uh, who wrote the story? But it's a it's a great movie. Gillian Flynn it's is still a, dog, a good movie. Sharp Object. It came out in 2014. The book. Sharp Objects, yeah. They made a movie of, of, of that I one, I read too. the book before. But um, the movie came out in 2014, but it still plays very well in 2023, I will say. Like, we still enjoy it. 100%. It's still a good movie. 100%. Venture is him. Still. Hey, ladies, on some weird shit, it's going to make you want to do that shit. I know, right? Nigga did you dirty. You want to go ahead and just leave and have this nigga scavenger hunting you. Mm-hmm. And it was a modestly made film. It was a $61 million budget. Modest $61 million? Terrence is not $200, $250, whatever. And you talking about David Fincher's fucking cheap ass. Of course. Exactly. $61 million, cause he, yeah, because he'll record the whole joint like this. He'll record the whole joint like this. We don't need them But still got a yeah. $60 million budget. <laughs> And a lot of that sixty million covers, you got Affleck in it. You got fucking what was Shorty name that was in it? What was Shorty name? What was Shorty name? I love the actress that plays the the main chick, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike, Neil yes. Patrick Harris, Tyler Perry. You got a bunch of people in it, mm-hmm. but they made three hundred sixty million in theaters, and it just goes to show that when you a dope story, like you said, a dope story. Means everything. It's the same yeah. thing with like we were talking about Oppenheimer. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying like yeah. that story. Even though it's funny you say Tyler Perry's in that because I swear Tyler Perry the actor is the most entrepreneur. He does everything like Tyler Tyler Perry. Just when he's just himself in a movie, to me he's the same person in every other movie. Mm-hmm. Like Tyler Perry in this is the same Tyler Perry from Don't Look Up where he was like the news person. Oh my goodness. Uh huh. Tyler like, Perry only different when he and I actually fuck with regular Tyler Perry in Me a movie. Too. I felt like if he was like the, we could be using our greats so much better. We could so much better. Can you imagine a movie? They say, "Oh, you got to talk to this dude," and it's this big establishment thing, and then it's TP. Like, yo, I do this. I'm one of them ones. He was, he, you know what? I felt like if they redid Mr. and Mrs. Smith the right way. Let's talk about that bullshit real quick. That's Tyler Perry is Mr. Smith. No, they have. If they needed to redo Mr. and Mrs. Smith, remember they went and sat with the therapist. Yeah. Tyler Perry should be the therapist. Okay, I think yeah, he yeah, pays yeah. He a perfect. perfect therapist. Who would your dream cast right now? Okay, this is some random shit, right? You Tyler know, Perry? You know we got no Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You know the the sexual tension chemistry that you need to pull off a Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And that's why nobody's excited about this childish Gambino with the Asian chick joint that's coming out. Because we just don't feel like they have any chemistry to on screen. Brad and Angelina literally was fucking for real. Yeah. Fucked up a whole relationship. Who would be your dream cast, though, for Mr. and Mrs. Smith if you was to redo the film that you think would work with the sexual tension type deal? Sexual tension to me in a film works two ways. The people got to give it. It just has to be felt. Mm -hmm. I got to see 
her look at you and feel that. Remember Childish Gambino did the movie with Rihanna, uh-huh. the Caribbean joint. Yeah, it's just like I just I just don't feel the sexual tension with Childish Gambino, only because his characters tend to be like quirky, quirky. and yeah, yeah, or like uh okay, those are that's all his characters. Uh-huh. So to me, I you gotta look at her, she gotta look at you, and it be sexual tension. Just from that, I think. To recast that movie, I go with the you know just to stay with the same same race characters. I'd probably go Margot Robbie. Okay. And who was just in Barbie with her? Ryan Reynolds. Or what's the dude's name that was just in Barbie with her? Oh, uh, my man from Crazy Stupid Love. Literally. Ryan Gosling. Gosling, yeah, yeah. Imagine That'd be cool. Them too. Like Gosling is like a the fuck is going on here type of mm-hmm. dude. And she could be the, you know, like I said, there's already sexual tension between both of them as people and actors, period. Uh-huh. Those are the two people you get for the blockbuster. Yeah. Think about it. Brad Pitt is, I'm Brad Pitt. A woman says, who's, you, you, you asked a woman back then, what was, who was her crush? She would say Brad uh-huh. Pitt. Uh-huh, the rappers was rapping about Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, lips like Angelina. Angelina Jolie was a sexualized. Uh-huh, she was. Already a, a person. It was low-key in their favor to do this. It was almost like, it's like bringing Beyonce and Jay-Z together for uh, Bonnie and Clyde 03 before you even knew they could do it. Yeah. When they get together, you're like, yo, y'all need to be a whole duo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they a couple back. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that magic coming together, it has to be that. And that's why I feel like if you ain't gonna have that same magic, you need to watch how you rename the and movie. Re- Just yeah. call it something, something else. else. Made by the creators of. Exactly. Always works in my opinion. And tweak that motherfucking script. Motherfuckers are lazy now. They just want to make the same movie again. You're right. They tweaking the script. They just changing the titles and names. It's mm-hmm. the same shit. But yeah, man. Shout out to the movie suggestion of the week. Suggestion of the week. Check it out. You know what time it is? Let's get it, shorty. Oh, it's that shit right here, nigga. So, hey, what's up, what's up nigga? NFL picks week five. It's amazing that we are this far. It's amazing this far. We can I get know. straight into it with the respect from last week. Houston motherfucking Texans. Houston motherfucking Texans. CJ motherfucking Stroud. Put respect on y'all fucking names. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. I don't know what type of respect I'm going to put on y'all name today. And you know what? I'm going to give y'all some respect today for sure. But shout out to the Texans. I got to give a shout out to the Rams. I thought the Rams was going to lose to the Colts. Went out there and beat them. Mm-hmm. I gotta Luka. give a shout out to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking uh Bills. Oh, you did. Bills went out right? there and beat the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins was red hot after whooping yeah. our ass by 50. Mm-hmm. I had to give it up to the Jaguars. The Jaguars you picked against. Mm-hmm. Picked uh-huh. against you picked we gonna rise up. Eagles. I picked against the Titans. Against the Bengals. I think I picked mm-hmm. against the Titans too. And lastly. I picked the Commanders against the Eagles. Eagles fans, what a great game that was, huh? What a great game, right? What a great set of referees that was watching that game, huh? Huh? This is my thing, Philly. Fuck the win. We got y'all respect now. <laughs> it's respect. That's all I want. All I want is respect. We hung 34 or 31, 31. on Philly. 
Nah, yeah. That's why I said, look, this was cool. You escaped, Philly, and you know you did. All of the Philly fans, they know they escaped. But we wanted nah, it back yeah, in three that, weeks. That Terry Toe was in, if you ask me. This is my thing with the Terry McLaurin Toe. I'm going to leave it at this. Say what you want, Philly. Oh, it's, um, oh whatever. They, this is only for this. Any other team in that position, you're going to want that call. Yeah. Any other team in that position, their fans would be saying, fuck that. That's a catch. Yep. Hey, look, we're not going to make no excuses. It is what it is. Uh, that's the last respect I'll pay to Philly. Oh, they beat us. What are you doing to touch my Sorry, shit? Sorry, I knocked it over. And that shit's going to pop somebody's motherfucking eardrum. You almost fucking hit my, uh, broke my shit. My bad. I got that 2-1 on me. Damn, you know what? We didn't talk about the big-ass national emergency drink. That shit was annoying as hell. What was that for? It was just, you know, just to test if, if they can send everybody a message, I think. That's some bullshit. They programming us with something. But uh, big shout out to the uh, motherfucking uh, who did I who did I need to put respect on? Anybody for me? Steelers. No, the Steelers got their ass whooped. Steelers, Steelers ass suck. Uh, nah, yeah, that's it. We beat the Bears, but we beat the Bears in the most uh, like. They were up 28 to 7 on us. We had to come back from down 21. And we want to say, come back complete on the final post. We it was suck. like, yo, we came back against one of the worst motherfucking teams. Now we going to play the Zach Wilson Jets. And guess what? We're the underdogs. Cause they know we some shit. And that team don't look too bad. He had one of his best games. He did. He looked better. So that's why guess why we're gonna be the under. But guess what? I'm still picking my Broncos to win. I gotta post my shit, y'all. All right, well, let's hurry up and get through this so you can do that. Uh, Thursday night, which is tonight. We are recording on a Thursday night. Keep going, Terrell. We are recording on a Thursday night. Terrence's Commanders are going to take on the Chicago Bears in D.C. And Orlando. We're going to be right here. We ain't going nowhere. Welcome to D.C. Prime time. Fuck you talking about. Get your Amazon Prime ready, because we're going to go out there and bust their ass. I'm picking the Commanders. Very yeah, simple. I'm picking y'all to win. The Bears are just not solid, man. Y'all got a, y'all got a good squad. Y'all D-line should clean up this game. They don't have Eddie Jackson playing. They don't got their starting cornerback playing. If we lose, I might not show up next week. Nah, yeah. You better. We, and let me tell you something. They said even if we went by a field goal, it's like... Y'all defense is nowhere near as bad as our defense is, though. Did we lose to y'all? Yeah, I did. Jesus Christ. Think about it. We scraped past y'all, scraped past the Cardinals. We lost to the Bills and Eagles. If we, if we, if we lose this game, man. Nah, yeah, this could swing y'all season a certain way. Y'all need to go out here and become three and two. All right, bet. So we both picking the commanders. Jaguars at Bills. I'm going to go Bills, man. I'm going to go Bills at home. I'm sorry, Jags. But the Jaguars are, so, are too inconsistent for me. Nah, yeah. They're too inconsistent. They, they, they win, they lose, they win, they lose. And the Bills did take that ugly L to start the season. I was about to say, I'm definitely 100% picking the uh, Bills. But I'm going to pick the Bills. Too. And I got to put respect on the Jaguars, I feel like. I feel like some of the Jaguars fans was hitting me like, yo, you got to put respect on us. This week, y'all, I got respect on y'all. I'll say that. But I'm yeah. picking Bills. I'm picking the Bills. I think... Um, Josh Allen literally went from 
week one, people talking shit about him because he threw three interceptions, mm-hmm. to this week being back to number one MVP odds. It's crazy how shit can change for you. In it the is, matter and of also a fucking I think week. it's crazy how people be just be counting out. Like you see everybody talking about Daniel Jones now. Say Daniel Jones, they should have never paid him that money. Man, I washed it. it. I washed it. All I'm saying is this. Y'all were just saying the same thing about Zach Wilson and how she sh- he shouldn't be in the league. And then some of them same analysts the next week are talking about, oh, look, this guy's got guts. He's got this. He's got skills. Whoa. Nah, yeah, it is a what have you done for me this week. This week. League, it is. All right, but Texans are going to see the Falcons, and I'm going to pick the Texans. The I'm red, picking the Texans, too. The this is red, hot fans. Texans. Sorry, Fal- it's Falcons fans. We got a lot of Falcons fans this year to listen to this podcast. And y'all know I'm I sorry. pick y'all, but come on. Look how y'all just did me. I'm picking the Texans. I the think Texans it's going to be. The Texans red hot. Go out there and get that respect, uh, Falcons. Yeah. Texans. Panthers, Panthers at Lions. You already know what I'm doing. You already know how I'm coming. I'm definitely picking the Lions, too, but watch. Just watch. The Lions are two beasts. Who did the Lions beat this, this past week? The, uh, who was that? Who did the Lions beat this past week? And I think that they scraped by by the hair on their chinny chin. Or did they dog them? Nah, they beat, uh, first of all, Aiden Hutchinson is a fucking beat. Oh, it was a uh, Thanksgiving it was, game. It was the Thursday game. I said Thanksgiving. The Thursday. <laughs> they beat the Packers. Yeah. Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love and them. They just too good, man. I feel like the, the Lions got a little bit of a little bit of a easy what? upcoming schedule. They might fuck around and be like, I'm seven telling you, you, the know Lions know are that squad that... I, I, they're my sleep. They're one of my sleeper squads for the year. I think they're gonna beat the Panthers. The Panthers are are not doing well. I did not know they was zero and four. I just realized they're zero and four. I feel like they've been in the games, but they haven't been winning the games. Jesus, that should be us. To be honest, we try and tank for uh Caleb. And what you don't got me when saying that Titans at Colts. Titans at Colts. Mm-hmm. I think I am gonna go. Damn, you know what? I'm going. That's a rivalry. That's a yeah, and it's a good game. Too. I'm going Titans. I'm sorry. I'm going Colts, man. Richardson. You know what? Why am I going Titans? Why the Titans are cool if they if they pop. The Bengals just suck. You know what I'm saying? Didn't they just get the uh, Jonathan Taylor off the the pup list? Who? The Colts. Oh no, yeah, they activated him as a. Uh, I think. You, he's not playing, But probably. he's not playing. It's still going to be my man. You know what? I'm going to switch my pick this week. I'm going to go with the Colts. Titans scare me, man. Like, I feel like the Titans win last week was impressive, but also... The Titans did go off. Derrick Henry, when I see you that touchdown pass? Yeah, see, that's what scared me. A Derrick Henry touchdown pass? Is that going to happen every game? Exactly. I'm picking the Colts, man. I like Richardson and what they're doing. I like the Colts. My boy Michael Pittman, I need a big game. You know what? Fuck that. I'm picking the Titans. Let's go Derrick Henry and squad. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Giants uh, at Dolphins is going to be a nightmare. This could be as bad as our game. But you know what? Even the Giants defense isn't as bad as ours. At least they got Kayvon. The uh, Giants are trash. The Giants are terrible. But Giants fans, I hope, you, I hope y'all know that y'all are trash. And all of the talking stops here, right? You, y'all don't fuck around. Go out there and lose by a field goal, and these motherfuckers can say they beat y'all. Giants fans. Let's see y'all get past Chicago tonight before you start talking. We can still talk to the Giants fans. Y'all didn't even okay. score a tutty against the Patriots. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. We didn't score a tutty against the Bills, but still. Uh, I'm picking the Dolphins. I'm picking the Dolphins, too, for sure. Uh, Saints at Patriots. Patriots. 
I'm picking the Saints. I'm picking Patriots. I don't know what it is about the Patriots. They got dogged by Dallas. Oh, you know what? I'm picking the Saints. They going back home, but Belichick is starting to show. You see everybody having conversations about Bill Belichick. Didn't the Saints just lose? I don't know who lived not across from you over here, but up there, some chick. She keep coming out here looking over that balcony. Can everybody oh, right see here? that we doing this podcast? The chick that, that you seen before? No, upstairs. Right here. Not all the way up, but in the middle. Right here? Uh-huh. Oh, I only seen the lady there. No, nah, yeah, she came out. I, I looked over, and she was looking dead off the rails at her. What's she look like? Older? Younger? She's like a little bit older. Than, maybe a little bit older than us, but maybe not. Okay. See, the reason why I asked y'all is not, not because I was hoping she was younger. I'm hoping she is. And I like to have old neighbors. Nothing like, like being the youngest neighbor. Anyway, it is nothing like that. Yeah, like I'm the young guy on the block. And I, look, I'm not up to no good. She said, oh, I probably, she probably think we in here this joint talking about a whole bunch of like women shit. Right. Trust me, I live in like, a oh, fucking red pill podcast, f- Fucking podcast niggas. Fine ass niggas, though. Fine niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, balcony. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Ravens. You, no, hold on, wait. Are you picking the I'm picking Saints? the Patriots. You're picking the Patriots. The Saints just lost. Yeah, but... The Saints I need Ramondre Stevenson to go one. out there and cook. We got to be in uh, Foxborough. The Saints did go out there and get their ass whooped by the Bucks, man. The shout out to the Bucks. And what's the name played the whole game? Carr. Who knew that the three and who knew that Baker Mayfield's Bucks would be three and one? And I'm I'm fucking with them. What the way? Did the Buccaneers have a bye week this week? They may bye week. Yeah, Buccaneers, Seahawks, Chargers, and Browns went by. Fuck a week five bye. Mm-hmm, that's early. You, now you got that stretch to end. But, all right, let's, let's keep it going. We, we had uh, Ravens at Steelers. Ravens. Sorry, Steelers fans. Y'all are just not good. And that Ravens team, they have Lamar. It's a division rival. As much as I want to say it, it's going to be a close one. I'm picking Ravens. I'm picking Ravens. Now, Steelers, if y'all could steal one, mm-hmm. that'd be dope. But I just don't see y'all beating Lamar. At not the way y'all been looking. Not with Kenny Pickett. Mm-mm. Who I watch everybody all offseason say, oh, they got Kenny Pickett. I can't wait to see George Pickens and Kenny Pickett together. That, that combo. I'm like, from what I've seen from Kenny Pickett, he don't look like a lead the team right now guy. He looked like the nigga that was there when Ben left, and hopefully he'll work out, but we haven't seen much on some Sam Howell shit. And now look at what it is. Now everybody's saying, you're not going to win with Kenny Pickett back there. You ain't going to win with Kenny Pickett. Y'all weren't saying it the whole offseason. That's true. That's true. That's true. He was but definitely some hype. I'm going to go with the uh, the Ravens. I'm going Next Ravens up, too. Bengals at Cardinals. I'm picking the fucking Cardinals. I just can't trust this Bengals team, man. You can't. They don't, they've only scored, I think, one, one, touch, three? one touchdown or something like that. Or one or two offensive touchdowns in four games. Everybody, my fantasy team is cooked for the sheer fact that Joe Burrow gets four points a game. Like, I have Joe Burrow as my quarterback, and then I really couldn't figure out another quarterback. Remember my draft? Mm-hmm. I got fucked with Garrett Wilson, no A-Rod. Yeah. And I think I just have been fucked with Burrow. I, 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 like, he got all these receiver weapons, another gas person all, all season. Yeah. I think in this case, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I told you to pick up Josh Dobbs. That, ain't that motherfucker get rushing TDs. You'll get points. No bullshit. But, more than four points. Exactly. Um, I have T. Higgins. It's been the worst. Mm. It has been the worst. But I'm picking the Bengals against the Cardinals, believe it or not. You gonna I pick them to stretch? Around. You know what? I'm gonna pick the Bengals too. I think they eke out a win. Oh, you puss! I know. 
But I'm trying to keep my record. I went 12 and 4 last week. Oh, you did? He did. I'm trying to catch up. Hold on, watch. Look, hold on, watch. You talking about the gap widens. Please, this man has five extra wins than me, or five or six wins. Hey, look, the gap is widening. The nigga didn't lie. Please, watch me hawk him. Hold on. I'm going to go Bengals. I'm going to go Bengals. Eagles at Rams. Eagles, Rams. Of course, I'm picking Eagles. I'm sorry. Eagles. Eagles. Y'all should go out there and beat that Rams team. Rams. I this would is love to see Puka go off for another 30 point game for you, boy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep it 100. We just played that Eagles defense. It's, it's lot, it's, it is not this low key powerhouse Swiss crazy cheesy. defense. It's Swiss cheesy. You can, you can dice that drain up. I feel like the Bills defense looked way more rowdy than Philly. We was going through Philly. Nah, yeah. You see how we drove down the field on them? Put up 31 points. As, we drove down the field in like, I don't even know how many minutes to, to tie the game. Mm-hmm. Then we got the ball back. We driving down the field, and they luckily got the little call, and they stopped us. Yeah. But I think the Rams definitely have an opportunity. Yeah, and I'm a, but I'm going to go Philly just because they find a way. Even they could be getting their ass whooped. It could be a dog fight, but they find a way to win. They you do. know what I'm saying? And they have found a way to win all year, so I'm going to pick the Eagles. You got Jets at Broncos. They coming to a mile high. We've been waiting for this because Salah was talking all that, that tough, tough shit to Sean Payton, even though Sean Payton is showing that he's absolute trash now. Y'all low-key, uh, this is a must-win. This is a must-win for us. But then again, we in our tank mode. We should be tanking to get a top two, three pick, not eight. We Tankful, was, Caleb. We was like, why go out there and win five games to get the eighth pick in the draft? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck the season. But I'm going to pick us to win, even though everybody picking the Jets, and I do think the Jets might beat us. I just can't pick against my squad. I'll take that as one of my losses. If we Funny, lose. I think I've been picking the Broncos recently. And I'm going to pick them again. I'm picking the Broncos to beat the Jets. I think the Jets had good momentum, but I don't know. It's something about they're going to be a mile high. They're going to be against that Broncos team that has a reason to go out there and do something. Are y'all 0-4? We are 1-3. Oh, y'all just won? You know what? We beat the Bears. We could go out here and eke out a win. Thank God they don't have... uh, Thank God they don't have fucking... What is it? A-Rod. Because Jesus Christ shouldn't pick y'all bum-ass niggas and y'all go out there and lose. Y'all should be so much better than what y'all are. I know. Sucks. We just let Randy Gregory's ass go. All he did was talk shit. Anyway, Chiefs at Vikings. I'm going with This Pat is going to be a good game. This is going to be a good game. That might be game of the week right there. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs, and I don't think the Vikings are going to win, especially because that Chiefs defense, man. I have that Chiefs defense. But they some ballers. Let me turn this on. What's the name? They some ballers. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. About 25. Ooh, Sunday night. Cowboys at 49ers. Okay. Cowboys. Did fans. I say I was picking the Chiefs? If you didn't get that, I am. Okay. Okay. Sunday night game, Cowboys at 49ers. This is where all of the Cowboys are elite talk. We get to see it for real. They going yeah. up against the 49ers. Team that beat them in the playoffs the last two years. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I am picking... Who I want to pick? It's in San Fran. I'm going to pick Purdy. I'm going to pick Purdy and them 49ers. I think the 49ers are the best team in the East. Yeah, I'm picking the 49ers. If Purdy can go out there and play elite. Because this is the thing. Purdy don't even have to play elite. Purdy can just go have a decent game on some Dak shit that would and rely it. on the defense. But so, that- low-key, it's about who has a better game between Purdy and Dak. And I feel like Dak is a little bit 
I think Dak deal, dealing with a lot, bro. Yeah, he is. Especially, yeah. look, think about it. The the game before last year was the 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 clock ticking and they tried to run him down. It remember? Uh huh. That wasn't a that wasn't on Dak, but Dak ran into the, the to the referee. Like you yeah. could low key say fucking Dak. Then the game afterwards, Dak just did not have a good playoff game last year. So I think he might go out with the whole oh, shit. These niggas beat my ass before. Or he might. They said angry Dak is a is a scary sight. Hey. You know what? Fuck this. I'm picking the Cowboys. You're picking the Cowboys. I'm going to pick the 49ers because that 49ers defense is still the 49ers defense. And they got Javon. They got they they have people like that D-line. It's going to be tough, but also it's going to be a matchup of the defenses. You know what I'm saying? It is. It is. It's all about if Purdy's going to give away points or if Dak's going to give away points. And right now, I feel like I'm going to lean towards Dak giving away points than Purdy. Purdy is going to play more conservative. Yeah. But the defense is going to put Dak in a situation where he has to throw the ball. Y'all, I'm you thinking. Saying? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And but, so I think like that's gonna be. You see me, I'm thinking about the Cowboys, like in the way football goes. Watch the Cowboys go out here and beat the 49ers this time around. Mm-hmm. You know? But it'll be different come playoff time. Mm-hmm. You know? I can just see them saying that, oh, we beat them regular season, but y'all know what they're gonna do in the playoffs. I can see people saying that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And who we got last one, last game, Monday night? Monday night, you got Packers at Raiders. Raiders. Raiders fans are just... I'm going with the Pack show. I'm going with the Packers as well. 100%. I hate the Raiders. I will never pick y'all. Never will pick y'all. And y'all have the worst organization ever. I want to see Jordan Love, you know, do his thing. You see the Raider fan fighting the uh, Rams, dude? Yeah. He beat his ass, too. And they both stayed at the game. And they both stayed. Yeah. One dude just stayed wobbly. Uh Uh-huh. This motherfucker motherfucker. was... Think think about it. They be out there drinking drunk as fuck fighting. That's why when you see somebody in a football game get knocked out, it's like he was probably drunk. Nah, no bullshit. I saw a video on, on Twitter yesterday of this dude who was fighting this dude who was like coming at his mom. It was just like his drunk stepdad. He slapped him and then he kept hitting him. Those videos not as hard nah, to yeah. watch when the motherfucker was in the wrong. Nah, yeah. Dude was going at his mother and he hit him and was hitting him. You know how to be like, hey, he sleep. Nah, yeah. It felt good though because I'm like, I know he was getting off on that because I know he was my mom. I might hit you a couple times after you sleep. But anyway. hey, look, that's gonna wrap it up for 170, y'all. Um, big episode next week, 171. 171. Mm-hmm. Add it up. Jesus Christ. Hey, look, if you got that alert on your phone yesterday, you think that was a coinky dink? Think that was a coincidence? No such thing. Did you add up yesterday? 10-4. 10-4. 14. 10 4. One zero zero four. That's five. And what time did the uh, alarm go off for everybody? Two twenty. Ten. That's too. That that's just too much. You're not one zero zero four two two zero. That's nine. It's a reach. I can do that with anything. Oh look, two four over eight. That's Kobe and Gigi's number, look, right, y'all? That two, is the six eight. What's eight minus? What's Mike just been in my face? Oh, no, that's the black box. That's the it. Y'all, it's been like this forever. The nine is always in front of you. You could always say, oh, you know what? There's nine windows in here. If you just say that this is one window, but then one. T- Look, you can do it. That's the thing. The nine is not, you're not looking for it. I just it don't like to reach. Niggas reaching like stuff. Do y'all know what I've gotten no, with open. this reach? Ow, ow. What the fuck? Got bed bugs in here? 
Hell no, we ain't got bed bugs. <laughs> when you leave, get the lights off. That motherfucker was itching. <laughs> All right, y'all. 170. That wraps it up. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed that Drake out. We will be listening. If you don't have a Patreon, get that. Yes, sir. And go check out our full reaction on that bad boy. It's yes, late. Sir. Next time. <laughs>